Hello and welcome to episode 150 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the wicked yeast of the West, Alessandro Bailsi. Say hello, Al. Genius, 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 genius. Clicky, 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 Oh, I'm going to actually, hang on, I have to adjust my notes for least favorite things. On this week's episode, <laughs> Diane returns with her personal effects, we pour one out for Sean, and Mando also returns, along with other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, The Witches 2020. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Diane's personal effects sounds... <laughs> So much different than what it is that we've been doing for the last few weeks. <laughs> um, we'll get to that, I guess, in a few minutes. First, we're drinking... Oh, that's what I was going to look up. Fuck, I totally got distracted. We're drinking Cigar City Brewing's Maduro Brown Ale. What I was going to oh. look up was... I know, you're, it's intoxicating. Oh, that is just that milk chocolate. Um, what I was going to look up was, <laughs> is this a brewery? <laughs> 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 the smell. I meant the aroma. The aroma of this beer. Um, yeah. What I meant was, <laughs> sorry, what I was going to look up was, and I didn't get a chance to do it, was when, it, was this, 10, 15, no, it's over 10 years, 15 years ago? 15 years ago when we visited um, Annie Cookie and Uncle Eddie down Florida. They lived in the Tampa area at the time. Yeah, we went with me and my dad and my brother went with Uncle Eddie to Ebor City in Tampa. Okay, and we went to some brewery there. And this was obviously before I. Yeah, no, I was not legal to drink at all. No, um, was, <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> no, sorry, I might be. I might be exaggerating slightly when I said fifteen years ago. Maybe it was. 13 years ago but I, either way i was not 21 i was very sure. much not 21 and we went to this you know they had a little outdoor like courtyard with like a brew pub type of thing and it was the first time i ever had an ipa okay and it was one of uncle eddie's favorite breweries ever I, it sounded like and well, i mean in particular it was one that was there i mean it was 20 30 minutes from where they lived and they made really good beer uh, mm-hmm. I had no idea what an IPA was. I had no idea what was in store for me. I tried it, and I was like, is this even beer? Uh, <laughs> it was pretty intense. Okay. I, do, I don't think it was Cigar City, but I'm not 100% sure, because there was... Mm. I know I'd seen the name at some point, and, and I wanted to check, and I just totally drew a blank of what I was going to look up right before we got started. And remember, You remember right before we, we got on, or right yep. before we started recording, I said there was something I was going to look up. That's what I was going to look up. Regardless, <laughs> this is Cigar City. It's from Tampa, uh, yeah, I was almost said Tampa, New York, Tampa, Florida. Nope. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Cigar City Brewing. We've done at least one. I know we've done High Lie on the show. That's right. Did we do That's another right. one as well? I believe we did. I um, thought so, too. I'm drawing a blank on what it was called. I think, was it something with hibiscus in it? Was it this one? No. Hibiscus? No, 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 <laughs> I, I, it could have been. I, don't I know. think so. I'm going to have to go back and check the historical documents. Sure. <laughs> Computer, play the historical documents. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since any of us has mentioned Galaxy Quest on this show, so <laughs> I felt that was remiss to not reference it. Uh, the Maduro Brown Ale, named after a dark cigar wrapper, Maduro Brown Ale boasts notes of semi-sweet chocolate, toffee, and hints of fresh coffee. Complex. I'd like an extra large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators you open with a key. <laughs> I'm Kevin McAllister. 
the father. father. <laughs> Complex and full-bodied, our malt-forward ale is brewed with flaked oats. To <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I describe you. <laughs> Complex and full body. Uh, you know what? Those might be the most accurate words to describe me of all time. I have a little bit more on the box of this beer, if you want to get to that. Sure, sure. Um, but you can visit them at 3924 West Spruce Street, Tampa, Florida, 33607. But that's not what I was going to share. All right, Scruff McGruff. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. It's in bold letters here. It says brewed with flaked oats. It's 5.5% alcohol by volume. About them. Steeped in the unique culture and history of Tampa, Florida, Cigar City Brewing began handcrafting award-winning beer in 2009. Cigar City Brewing's ales and lagers bring to mind the sun and citrus for which Florida is known while taking cues from the cigar industry upon which Tampa was built. Behind all of Cigar City Brewing's Liquid is the philosophy that quality is achieved by giving first-rate ingredients to first-rate people in a space where they are free to pursue their passion. Born in Tampa, Echo Amato. All right. I mean, I am really ready to taste this one because it smells so good. It's a nice, beautiful Tootsie Roll color. We, we cheated right before, you know, because we typically pour these now before mm. we actually start. It smells delightful. It really does. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, God. I hit my microphone with it to clink, and something almost fell off of it, and I think my mic is falling apart. Oh, yeah. This is getting on our short list of brown ales. Oh, boy. We've talked on the show about how we have a dearth of brown ales in general that we really enjoy. This is going on the list. This is indistinguishable from a Tootsie Roll. (laughs) It is so good. Disagree. It is very much distinguishable from a Tootsie Roll, which is not to denigrate the beer it Self in any way, shape, or form. It's a delightful beer. Mm. It is. It is very much distinguishable from a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> oh no, no, no! That's Tootsie Roll all up in there. That's delicious. I, I, four thuckles. Wow, four right off the bat. Four thuckles. Four thuckles. No two weeks in a row. We're doing it long. <laughs> no hemming and hawing because there was some hemming and hawing last week. There was. Um. So, but I'm saying? taking the same approach that I was taking with that, which is like. It's if I'm gonna give it to a lot of the Browns ales, this is gonna be it. Better or worse than my brown ale, than the Owls Ale brand? I think I'm gonna have to have it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the only correct answer. Well, because I think my brown ale is the best one I've done to date. Yeah, that one was really good. I definitely liked that. I remember loving that. Um, but I don't. I can't. My problem is. I really, like, past the day that I had it, I really can't remember the flavor of the beer. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to ask you to compare and contrast, like, the specific notes of this beer versus that beer. I just meant your sure. general impression on it. Um, well, I think the your brown ale was, was it the first or the second one of yours that, like, when I had it, I was like, all right, cousin, you've got this. <laughs> I think the first one was the red ale because that's the one. You- I'm not sure if it's the red because I know I know for a fact that one of my favorites of yours is the 1.5. <laughs> well, no, but that was like way earlier on. The red ale is the one you ordered a batch of sure. for you and Mike. Yeah, that well, specifically, yeah, he was looking for a good red ale. And I, it was for like Father's Day or something. Yes. No, not Father's Day. It was for the birth of his child. 
six or one. <laughs> well, I just don't think it happened. In no, it it was it was a. Uh, it was it for was. Father's Day. It was for Father's Day. Father. Mm. No, because it was like last year. No, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely for Father's Day. I might have ordered it late or early. I don't remember. Oh, okay. So your intention may have been Father's Day, but oh yeah, that was the intention. Sure. Father's Day. Oh no, you did not. You did not. <laughs> but oh man, no. Th- this is a. Uh, I like this. There definitely is. I, I would. I would not have been so nuanced as to identify it as semi-sweet chocolate specifically, but there is definitely chocolate as like the very first yeah. Thing d- it's called a tootsie roll. Get get over it. <laughs> well, it, tootsie rolls. I don't think are semi-sweet chocolate. Are they? <laughs> They could be whatever they want to be. They're delicious. I I haven't had a Tootsie Roll in years. I guarantee you if I were to have one now, I would not like it. <laughs> I'm going to taste the chocolatey. Um, I have fond memories. <laughs> this this one is... Well, I, what I will say is that Tootsie Rolls make me now appreciate what like real, real chocolate tastes like. like. Now or later? What? Now and later? No, not now and later. I'm just going with all the candies. <laughs> <laughs> Dots. <laughs> dots? No, we're just going all the candy. So dots. dots. Dots can be dismissed. Uh, you just had all the candy, so I yeah, they got, they got to go. Uh, dots and good and plenty. Get out of here. Well, good and plenty is the licorice one, right? That's right. Um, that that candy sucks. Has, well, I was gonna say it stayed in 1940 where it was invented. Mm, mm-hmm. 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 It has had no evolution in the last 80 years. They, they've never, they didn't even update the box. I'm pretty sure it's been the same drab purple. For <laughs> oh, for sure. I, yeah, I meant that as like a in totality statement. Sure. sure, sure. <laughs> Regardless, back to the chocolate. There are, there are for sure notes of chocolate right mm. on the front end of this one. But what resonates with me is the coffee toffee combo on the back end. It's what sits on the palate. It's delightful. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I can agree with you on that because actually, as you were saying it, I was. That's what I'm dealing with right now, and I'm liking it, yes. liking it a lot. Which you did is say very similar to the one I made. Uh, this one is you, definitely yeah. darker in color. Yes, um, they're similar in body, but I would say they the like the way that it profiles on the palette is pretty similar. I don't know that mine was as chocolatey on the front end. But so wait, you're saying that a full body Dow from full body Dow? A full body full bo- nail from a full body nail. Full nail, body nail. Sure. <laughs> that's really hard to say. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> uh, no, this is a treat. I, it's a really good beer. I'm I like glad this. that I have three more of them kicking around my fridge because the, I um, enjoy the shit out of these. The You said semi-sweet chocolate. Uh-huh. I can kind of get that from like, it definitely tastes like when I have a mouthful of chocolate chips when somebody's making cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the semi-sweet morsels? I got those, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the semi-sweet chocolate. Yeah, but specifically, it's their morsels. They're not chips. Uh, the morsels are the bigger ones? I think that's just what they're called. Like, if you look in the package... I, I, the only reason I'm blowing my mind right now. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I know. The only reason I say it is because I know that when I've looked at them on the package, I was like, why specifically do they need to be referred to as morsels? Get out of here. And there's something oh, about semi-sweet morsels... Just from like the perspective of reading it or saying it, that sounds so pretentious. Yeah, it, you're uh, you're right. No, I know it's I a, am because I why like the this. fuck would I remember the word morsels specifically? Semi-sweet chocolate morsels. Oh, what about this one? What about these holiday ones that are semi-sweet chocolate morsels with red and green colored morsels? 
red and green colored morsels interspersed with the semi-sweet? I uh, I think I'm going to have to vote the word morsels out. It's hard to say. It's 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 chunky. It's a chunky word. Yeah, no, for sure. That's why I remember it. That's why I remember Which that is, that's what's in the packaging. The opposite of what it's supposed to represent, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, a chip is supposed to be simplistic, right? And we have morsel, which is not. Hang on. I got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, is, this is there anything? Is morsels just what they call it? What? Who is that? Uh, Nestle Tolhus. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I, it may just be them. Ghirardelli has semi-sweet chocolate premium baking chips. So maybe morsels is a Toll House thing specifically. Baking chips, not to be confused with bacon chips. Both are great. <laughs> you could probably put them both in the same cookie. But what about chocolate melts? What are you talking about? You've never seen chocolate melts? No, what are chocolate We're going down the rabbit hole. Look up the chocolate melts now. All right, I'm doing it. What, what is it? Describe it. Give me a... Give me the elevator pitch. No, I want you to see a picture of it because it will blow your mind. If you've ever. Oh, snacked- are these like. Hang on a second. Hold <laughs> the phone. Are these like before they put the sprinkles on them? No. You know the flat snow cap, which is not like a snow cap? It's bigger than a snow cap. Is it bigger? Bigger than oh, a Oh, dear. No, no, I know, but the, the big ones, the big snow caps, not the little snow caps. Oh, I've snow only seen the caps. mini snow caps. I've never seen the oh, no, they make big ones. Okay. They're called something. Snowcaps. Snowcaps, I'm pretty sure, is a brand name. Non-Pareils. I know that. Oh, yes, yes. They're very similar to that, yes. Just, it's before, it's it's (sighs) pre-sprinkle. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they're kind of the same thing, aren't they? I mean, listen, you wouldn't use a non-Pareil to bake, but, like, structurally and... Don't tell me what not to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so baking melts... The, mm. Like is what you use if you're gonna like melt chocolate to create like a chocolate glaze or something like that because the sure. big hunks of chocolate because like, like you're not gonna stick one of those in a cookie it is almost okay like try me <laughs> well no, first of all I'm not saying that you couldn't I'm just saying you okay. wouldn't because it would just be dramatic like it's the type of thing that you would throw on like you remember those you remember those peanut butter cookies that you had with a, a Hershey's Kiss on top of it yeah like you could use that because it's a more realistic cookie to eat because as delightful as the peanut butter cookie with the Hershey's kiss on top is. To yeah. Eat. It's a death trap. Yeah, no, it's, it's dangerous. Like you'll, yeah. you will impale the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. With, like your soft palate is totally fucked by that. hundred percent. But uh, if you have a baking melt on top, you get all of the deliciousness of that cookie without the roof of the mouth trauma. I, I can I can get get down with that. The Ghirardella twenty five pound dark chocolate wafers, dark coating, dark coating wafers. Sorry, you, did you say twenty five pound what? wafers? Anyway, each, is each pound is each wafer a twenty five pounds? It's a great question. I'm gonna guess that each wafer is twenty five pounds on account of it's ninety two forty nine. Is this is this like is this like in in Bruce uh, is this like a manhole cover that is? Yeah, is, this, is <laughs> Somebody when they have the cookie that's like thirty feet across. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is okay. Uh, circling back to the beer that we've, uh, I, I've got a question for you. I oh, would you like to get to the point. Melts anymore? Uh, I'm sure they'll make a, a resurgence at some point in this episode. I Diane Kruger effect. <laughs> I uh, there's a there's a, a personal goal of mine. Okay, is to as many times as I've, I've looked it up, is to understand what full-bodied means and how to determine that so that I could say that something is (laughs) full-bodied. 
Um, in well, sorry, what was the context in this beer? I remember seeing that in here. I said complex it, and full bodied. Complex and full bodied. Al. Yeah, full bodied. <laughs> no, I'm the full bodied Al. Al, this is the full bodied Al. <laughs> Fuck, it is a tongue twister. <laughs> full bodied Al. So right. the body has to do with so people often associate heavy beers with dark beers, and there is a lot of overlap, but. It's not one to one. The best example of that is Guinness. Mm-hmm. Super dark is darker beers you could find. Actually, really light. Right. Uh, intense flavor. Very roasted. Is, so is this flavors. heavy on your tongue? It's heavy on the the palate. It's heavy on how it sits in your stomach. Like you know, like uh. you you know the beers I'm talking about where you drink one and after one or two of them it feels like you've eaten a full meal. Yeah, it's like sloshing around. Yeah. So that's yeah. a full-bodied beer. It, typically, I mean, a full-bodied beer, like, they can go hand-in-hand. Hand. There's that experience, and there's also the way it sits on your palate, where it really lasts with you for a while. Each sip lasts with you. Is it whereas, thick? Like, yeah, well, no, like, I don't mean as a texture standpoint, but just, like, mm-hmm. the it is a vibrant flavor, whether it be light or dark beer, whereas there's some beers, like, you know, you can find some, like, Pilsners or Kolsch's that, like, after you take a sip and it's cleared your throat, like, you'll like the flavor doesn't sit in your palate at all. Like you're not going to mm-hmm. recall it until you take the next sip, right? Okay, so a full body drink is hanging around. Yeah, it's it's built to last. What is the opposite? Because I've not heard anybody say half bodied. Well, thin. Thin. But nobody really describes things that way. I well, it's like. typically an insult for a beer. Okay. So you're either full bodied and you're getting the badge or you don't get the badge is what you're saying. Yeah, you're either full bodied or you're not. You don't typically call a beer thin unless you're trying to insult it. Got it. Are we body shaming beer now? Well, I guess by not calling it thin body, I guess not. not. All right. Hey, good on you, brewers. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, one might consider brewing to be not inclusive because uh, because there's a lot of in to it, right? Like you have to be in the club. It feels like, mm. but. It's the best breweries are actually really accessible, like because they want you to come and drink it. No, they don't yeah. really care who the hell you are, right? Like, yeah, have our beer. Yeah, please come have our beer. Uh, enjoy. Pay us money. Drink and be merry. Enjoy your beer and hang out and have a good time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, hey, this beer's pretty good. Hey, Al, here's a question for you. You want to go into some news and nuggets? <laughs> uh, in fact, I can confirm I do. Okay. I feel great. like that's an approximation of Purd happily. I feel like Purd is with us all in this tr- these troubled times. I'm going to go to News and Nuggets now with you, and here are the news and nuggets by me to for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> the news and nuggets that I will be speaking to you now. Um, Mando has returned, but more on that later. If you are a fan of the show, tease. <laughs> you know... That that comes post credits. You know, you know who's. Re- oh, I for- totally forgot that we do that post credits. That's a hundred percent right. You know who's returning for Mando Watch? Mm! <laughs> the slow reveal of the child. Wait, that's not a great phrase. The slow. <laughs> I hear you're getting into the boys. The, boys. <laughs> uh, the slow reveal of Baby Yoda is just wonderful with his broth cup. Oh yeah. Fantastic. He's, he's ready to go. Fantastic. I'm very. I'm, I'm looking forward. Looking forward to that after the credits. Um, this is. I have a couple of anecdotes, and that's really it. And then I'm gonna. I'm gonna toss to you because you have 
about three categories. You, you don't want you don't want to bounce back and forth. We're just usually gonna. All right, you know what? We could do that. We could do that. Mine are really lame. Is the problem? So instead of you go, more reason to bounce back. And forth. I go. Okay, cool. So uh, Diane Kruger has returned, and I want to know more about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's funny because this is really a bite-sized morsel. Um, sure. Not a baking baking flat. <laughs> what is a it? Baking melt. Baking melt. Bacon, uh, bacon melt though would be like a grilled cheese with bacon, right? Wait, is that like a patty melt with bacon on it? <sighs> <laughs> Diane Kruger effect. Uh, I'm not even trying to shoehorn this in because we've been doing this for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was going to go totally unremarked upon by me until the effect took effect. Sick. So, today, listening to the Dan Levitard show, I've mentioned it many times on the show, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember exactly... Oh, sorry. This is the, the genesis of the whole idea. Uh, uh, just a random story came up in New York City. I don't know exactly what happened. It's sometime in the past couple of weeks. I don't know. It was yesterday per se, but it was like within the last. In New York City, a man fell into a sinkhole, a small sinkhole, landed on a huge nest of rats. Pile of rats. Yep. Yep. Survived. Oh, so you've heard the story. I've heard that much of it. I went, should I look more into this? No. So I and then I moved on. <laughs> I've heard them talk about it on the show. Whenever they come on a story like this, one of their producers is really good at tracking down super random guests. They get them to come on the show. It's incredible. <laughs> Fantastic. It's really incredible. They didn't get him today, but I I would bet money they'll have him on tomorrow. What did he do? Start asking around for the Rat King of New York? How to get him? <laughs> no, they, they have this producer. She uh, she goes on. She'll go on all social media. She'll find the name of this person. She'll find every person that's like associated with them on social media. She'll just start sending out messages to all of them. And pretty sure that's the closest thing to investigative journalism we have right now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. She's really good at it. She gets the, the like. I'm not even joking. The randomest people on the show with like nice. stories like this, and, yeah. like like a distinct talent for it. So anyway, they were then talking about one of their the guys on the show. He's one of the producers. Name's Billy. He is a hypochondriac. Like, is afraid okay. of everything. Sure. And he mentioned that he's afraid of single. That it was something that he considered a lot as a younger man slash boy. And they're like, how and why? Because that's typically how these things go on the show, right? Sure, like, sure. Okay, totally random fear. Explain. I swear to God, if he goes, years ago, I was watching this Jungle Book movie on television. <laughs> that was where my mind went. But no, apparently, <laughs> let's call it roughly 10 years ago, in Orlando... And the Orlando area, there was like three separate sinkholes that happened in the course of like a week or two. Okay. Not in the same exact place, like in different parts of the city in the area. Totally unexplainable. Pretty substantial. And so the show is based in Miami. All of them live in Miami, have lived in Miami for the last 10 to 20 years, depending on which of them you're talking about. Not all of them are from Miami originally. I think all but one of them for sure have been there for at least the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about this pretty substantially, like, oh, yeah, remember, actually, the line, there was, like, a beetle mania of sinkholes in Florida for a couple of weeks. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have any memory of this at all. But they kind of popped up. It was like, talked about it for about 10 minutes on the show, didn't talk about it for a couple hours, came back briefly later in the show. That was it. Done. Okay. I'm not, I don't get to listen live anymore. I just, at this point, I don't bother because I'm just going to end up having this like Frankenstein's monster of the show in my mind. So sure. it's on. I just download them all on the podcast and listen to them as I go. Well, I'm in the car because I spend a lot of time in the car for work. Fast forward to 
let's call it about 7.15 p.m. tonight. (laughs) Watching Jeopardy. No. There is a picture. You know, the picture questions where they give you a picture. And then they read the question while they're showing you the picture. There's a picture of a sinkhole. And they reference. I don't remember exactly how the the verbiage of the question went. Or I guess it's not a question technically. It's a (laughs) statement that you have to respond in the form. It said, is this still at McDermott or Dermot (laughs) Olroney? It was about the Orlando sinkhole from oh my God. 10 years ago. I was like, oh my God, I just heard about this like three hours ago. What are the fucking chances? Because it's not like that show could have, like, it's not like they wrote that question earlier in the day. Like, listen right. to the show. That question was written four months ago. Oh, it's so good. It's so unnerving. Diane Kruger effect. Boom. <laughs> oh. Meinhof, if you want to be specific. <laughs> Uh, man, uh, no, okay, so you're gonna really have to commit to this. You can't say the real term. No more? After last no more. Weekend. It is the Diane Kruger effect, Diane and that is all. If you want more information, go back to episode 149. <laughs> Learn about Bottermeinhof, the Bottermeinhof effect, and the Bottermeinhof group. Uh, we're calling it Diane Kruger. I, we're gonna have to have Brian make up some Diane Kruger effect t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> But I still don't have any uh, sp- official spin tune merch. I feel like a little. Oh, yeah, that's not right. We could we could rectify that situation because I'm, I'm sure Kim got you one for your birthday. That's right. And I'm assuming Brian has one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't. That's accurate. <laughs> I, I, even even like a beer, like any sure beer coaster. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, we well, should definitely get coasters at some point. But like any, like I mean, sure. I, obviously, I would love a shirt. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We we can we can make that. <laughs> oh boy. I uh, here's a dumb one, a silly one. Not dumb. I'm pretty you excited about it. Dumber than what I just brought. To not, no, no, definitely not. Not not <laughs> even remotely. Uh, it's just a it's just a little bit of excitement for you. Uh, so you, this might have actually happened last week. I'm not really sure, but the Spider-Man three script is a thing. Tom Holland has it. People have it. They're reading it. They're Wait, working they on it. Him with it? Yeah, it's a he did his he did his classic like Tom Holland shtick of like telling everybody that he has it and then something ridiculous happening like he he opens it up and it's on an iPad and then something happens and he's like I think it just broke the iPad <laughs> <laughs> so he he cracks me up but I uh, I was thinking about it and I was like yeah I, uh, I could use a Marvel movie yeah so what we were supposed to have the what are they called Eternals yes that's them. We're supposed to have the Eternals, like, well, now, actually, wasn't it? I think so. November. It was definitely November. Uh, And it was this year, right? Yeah, no, it was this November. Actually, it might have even been my birthday, because my birthday is like a Friday. So that might have even been, well, sorry, I don't think that was the initial, initial date. But pre-COVID, I think they actually pushed it back to, I think it was supposed to be on my birthday. Oh, pre-push. Yes. And technically, I guess we were supposed to have the Black Widow movie. That's right. That was supposed to come out six times now, right? Like May, I think it was when it was originally. Yeah. Disney Plus. (laughs) Disney Plus. I want to watch it. Also, I just bought a new OLED TV, and I'm really excited about it. Wait, you got another new TV? I did. I'm going to put the other new TV upstairs and dismiss the old TV. And then the OLED is going to become the movie room TV. The old new TV? The old new TV. What? Yes, the old new TV from when I... So I was doing a Scott Pilgrim. You're tripping me up. I was doing a Scott Pilgrim, old new girlfriend, new new girlfriend. That's right. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, give me that on Disney Plus. Let me watch that at home. I'm down with that. Also, 
I totally forgot. Watching Mando, not my Mando note. Just I know, watching. We're talking about Disney Plus. I totally forgot Mando Watch was a post credits thing. I oh, totally, yeah. totally forgot about that. And it's it's gonna be fantastic. But next week's Mando, I'm pretty sure we have to try out the Disney Plus Watch Together feature and see what that's all about. There's a Watch Together feature? There's a I yeah, I don't know what it does. Is it like I, does it just sync it up? I'm is there some familiar. sort of is there some sort of video component where I get to see your reaction? Is there a camera in my TV I'm not familiar with? There, oh, there is 100% a camera in your TV that you're not familiar with. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I just I just wasn't aware. <laughs> is there a camera in my TV that I'm not familiar with and you hear from the room? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We got into a good swing of it after the first couple episodes last season where the family all sat down to watch Friday night after. Mm. And, of course, the first week of the show, the first episode. Well, Phil. first of all, let's talk about a weird phenomenon, right? Because we're, well, I mean, we're pre-Mando, obviously. Hmm. Weird phenomenon. I totally forgot about the joy of waking up on Friday morning, mm-hmm. forgetting that the episode has been available for a few hours, going on Twitter and seeing reactions to mm-hmm. it from, like, mm-hmm. three in the morning. And I'm like, oh, wow, you guys are wild. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The Mandalorian. And, oh, by best. the way, so excited to watch this episode later. So, anyway. <laughs> this past Friday, got up at six for work as always. I'm getting prepared, you know, wash my face, brush my teeth, make some coffee, fill up my water. No, not watching. Not watching. Just scrolling through Twitter. No, you just gotta play, the, gotta play the theme whenever you can. <laughs> I probably should on Friday mornings just to like get my day going. Yeah. Uh, that Ludwig Gorenson score is pretty Oof. strong. Ooh. But, Dude, uh, I listened to it on loop last week. <laughs> I got yeah, things done. Too. I was filling up my water bottles and I'm listening. Uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling to Twitter. It's, you know, six in the morning. Most of the content is, you know, not really relevant at the time. Sure. And all of a sudden I'm just seeing like Mandalorian references. Like, oh my God, that's right. The episode is it's, available. It's back. Hours, and there's some psychos who've already watched it. That's right. But That's you know, right. we typically we're all sitting down to watch it because parents have been in, Dominic's been in, John's even checked like occasionally on what's going on, mm. and so we've been watching it Friday nights. Like you know, we have mom's pizza; she makes pizza every sure. Friday night, just about every Friday night. Get some pizza, we sit down, watch the Mandalorian. We had plans this Friday night. We okay. uh, my it was my cousin's birthday, so we went and visited with my cousin for his birthday. Mm. Hi, Mike. Not Mike. It was a one in fifty-five chance. <laughs> that, that is about the math. That is just about the math. Uh, this is really not that far off. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, I had Halloween plans. They were responsible. Everyone there is super safe. We're nice. all well, good. Is less like ten people. So, uh, and then we got around to Sunday. I was like, okay, so I'm really jonesing for some Mandalorian. But sure. Boom. Wall to wall football. It's 1 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's that little window from like 7.30 to 8.30. It's like, man, we're just barely going to get this one in because this episode is almost an hour long. Yep. And boy, did we. Oh, boy, did you. <laughs> well, more on that later. Moving on for now. Uh, we lost a good one this week. What are you prepared to do? What are you prepared to do? Oh, you know man. what? It's it's so great because you know, we had the Diane Kruger effect of last week with, or was it two weeks ago? With the Michael Lombardi <laughs> uh, 
reference to the Untouchables with. Sure. Oh, that's right. That was last week. Yep. Was that last week? I couldn't remember if it was last week or the week before. It was. We obviously did that episode, what, like a month and a half, two months ago, something like that? Yeah, like maybe, yeah, probably a month ago, a month and a half. Pretty recent. I had never mm-hmm. seen it before. I, I can't remember now. Did no, you say I, had, I had not either, no. Okay. So this is like a newfound joy in our life, that movie, right. that role. And to lose him so close after is almost its own version of the Diane Kruger effect, to be perfectly honest. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a hell in the Troy effect. It's not great. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I... <laughs> the collaborator of the stealing of the declaration. Of the <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it's weird. Like there's people die all the time, right? Actors and actresses die all the time. Um, and we've had a, like a particularly rough run of them for like, not just 2020, a few years now. It was the last sure. three or four years. Cause we had that one year where it was like David Bowie, like Alan Rickman, and like a couple yeah. of people in like quick succession too. So Alan Rickman. So here, what I was getting at with that was that there is, these are not people that I know. They are people that have only had an impact on my life through the movies that I watch, and movies are near and dear to my heart. There There's are like a pretty significant impact for someone you've never met, right? Uh, right, and that's and that's the thing. The thing that, that that's crazy to me is like, uh, I read those headlines all the time, but every once in a while, when I read one, very very like direct reaction my body has like immediately to it and I'm like it just you know just sad and, and it's, it's just like it's so oh. weird like especially in this case like because you have like there there's a like a portfolio of things to tackle right it's like okay 90 years old so mm-hmm. this isn't like someone who's gone too soon like a rickman or a bowie right mm-hmm. um so it's like there's a one of those movies like oh no and it's like well okay so you know what like when you've reached 90 like kind of all bets are off mm-hmm. and then you get the Oh God, we love so many movies. He would. and then yeah. you get the mm, he wasn't the best person in real life. Not super great. Like that's tough to to go through. And it's also like, but like it's a guy who died who just brought you joy. Regardless, like when you're watching James Bond or you're watching The Untouchables or whatever, like you're not thinking of him, like mm-hmm. and his flaws as a person. Like at least I'm not. I'm. No. I'm sure there. I'm sure there are people who have who have suffered at the hands of not him per se, but like similar situations. And like that will always stick with them. Sure. And, and that's totally valid. I totally understand that. Like mm. with Kevin Spacey, like it's tough because I really enjoy him as an actor. He's a really good actor. He's been mm-hmm. in a lot of movies that I enjoy. A lot of movies you enjoy. Yeah. Shows sure. you enjoy. I enjoy whatever. Right. And it's so hard to watch, especially like watching things from like, well, we just did Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross a couple of weeks ago. That's right. right? He was good in it. And it's like, that movie's 30 years old. Yeah. And I'm watching it and I'm like, oh God, why? You can't separate it. It's tough. It's so hard to separate it. And like, like you have to try, like, are you just going to refuse to watch it? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly don't, I, I'm saying I honestly don't know how to handle it. Sure. No, I'm, I'm with you. I do realize that the only, the only thing that I can say is it definitely affects my experience with the material that they were involved in. For sure. But uh, no, in this case, like, I don't know much about Sean Connery. I don't know anything. I just only know him from the films that I've seen him in. And I was always delighted to see him on screen. I also am very fond of the Sean Connery skits on uh, Celebrity Jeopardy, What's which a, are that's tremendous. The other thing, right? Is like he, he like <laughs> spawned something super memorable even beyond him because he had no involvement with those. Darryl that's Hammond right. As Sean Connery <laughs> in the Celebrity Jeopardy's 
I mean, just any time you saw one fire up and you knew he was on it, you're just waiting to see what the categories are and how he was going to find a way to fuck. Yeah. Whether it be Jap anus relations, whether it be swords. Yep. Whether it be, oh God, what were the other ones? There was, there was a, a good handful of them that, oh. The rapist. Was that? The rapist. Oh, therapist. that's right. Yeah. Uh, the, the rapists. That was another one. Oh God. There's another one that I'm totally forgetting right now. No, but he, he, that was really, that's a great skit, but it's just like, man, I don't know. All I, the, the thing that comes to mind immediately for me is obviously it's uh, uh, The Last Crusade. Like that was, I feel like that's one that I've watched over and over and over again. I mean, for as many times I've watched that movie, whenever I think of Sean Connery, what always comes to mind is Goldfinger. Okay, that's totally fair. I mean, I've definitely, uh, when I first got into the older, the older James Bond movies, you know, posts having seen Goldeneye, my dad getting me into the movies, like Sean Connery was my favorite. I loved the ones that we watched with him. Uh, Goldfinger, obviously being one of them. Uh, it, the, it's just the, <laughs> every, every, for whatever reason, anytime he pops into my head, uh, I, it starts with an eye. Just, just, just like for whatever reason, every single time. I actually did that. There was a few months ago. I think I even texted you to say that I did that, or maybe I said it on the show, or while we were on like right pre-show. Something came up with that. I forget exactly how it came up. My dad said something, and I was like, "Jehovah starts with an eye," <laughs> and he just looked at me for a second, like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> and then it finally clicked for him, and he just busted out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like. That's not what I was getting at. I was like, no, I know, but it's it's totally applicable. He goes, yes, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, that's sad. It was sad to read, to scroll through that, but... To deal with the awkward, because it seems like maybe you're not as familiar with it. I don't know if you... I don't, I don't know anything about his personal life. So, yeah, I was looking at it when the day that he died, just to to kind of get a better picture of it. So sure. I was familiar with, there was an initial set of comments. I forget exactly how it came up. I think it was, there was an accusation that he was physically violent with someone on the set of a movie or in his relationship. I forget. Mm. And someone interviewed him and said something along the lines of like, is like, there's a, like an allegation that you've hit a woman is like, is it, is that true? What are your thoughts on that or whatever? And, I'm paraphrasing probably poorly, and he said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, every once in a while you got to hit a woman. Ah. And I was like, I'm sorry, what now? And he goes, and he went on further to elaborate, and again, I want to stress that I'm paraphrasing some too easy quotes. Sure. Oh, yeah, sometimes as a last resort, when a woman's hysterical, and you've tried all other means of calming her, you've got to strike her. Okay, so that is a scene out of Clue, where Mr. Yes. Green slaps Peacock. Which I was watching the other day. I have to stop her from screaming. Yes, yes. Uh, and I believe he said, I believe he even went further to elaborate that you're not punching her, you're striking her with an open hand. And that one ought to set her straight. Oh, dear. So I was familiar with those comments, but what okay. I was not familiar with was that he then had a further chance to elaborate with Barbara Walters. Mm. And instead of and then, and then he back, struck Barbara Walters. Oh my god. <laughs> instead of walking it back, he doubled down. <laughs> yeah, sure. sure. Which and, and now uh, to be fair, 
Well, it's not really fair. To be clear, there you go. This was in I want to say sometime in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Like we're not talking about some quote dug up from 1950. Right. This was like 1970s was in like the heat of the like, the women's liberation movement. This is like Barbara Walters is a thing. We've gotten what was it? What was that CBS show? I was almost said Jackie Brown. That's that. That's a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? The uh, what was that, <laughs> there was that uh, that show on CBS. It was like a, a famous old show. It was like like the first show that had like like mass acceptance of like a single working woman. Like I, I'm totally forgetting. Like they did a revival on CBS within the last couple of years. I don't remember if it's still on or not. Hmm. No, I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, uh. It's like it's it's firmly entrenched in the time of like the women's lib movement, like to be equals in the workforce and all of that. And he's still talking about being out here hitting women to calm them down. Jesus. And so like I only say that just to be clear when I say that the legacy is really complicated because he was a, a really, really good actor, mm-hmm. one who at times took plays off, right? Like there's just like this times where it's like, okay, he's not really checked in fully. Oh yeah, he's like, he's phoned I, it in. Yeah, and I mentioned that when we did the Untouchables episode. Mm-hmm. Like like there's times even in Les Crusade where it like seems like he's phoning it in on scenes. Because overall I think the performance is good. Mm-hmm. There like Bond was still early in his career and he was strong there, but that's not really asking the heavy lifting of him as an actor per se. Mm-hmm. He took some big swings as an actor, something like Zardos, which is like a super fucking weird movie from mm-hmm. what I understand. I've never seen it. Um but it's just a complicated legacy. It's not always cut and dry in black and white. Like it's cut and dry that what he did was wrong. What he sure. said was wrong about hitting women. Speaking of, of complicated legacy, he was like in his late twenties, early thirties for roughly 15 years. And then he was in his seventies for the remainder of his life. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. No, okay. I, would say, I would say he was, he was 35 for 15 years. Okay. And then he was 65 for 10 years. Okay. And then he was 70 plus for 30 years. That's right. That's right. The, the math. That, che- that math that, checks that, up. Yep. That's about right. Well, anyway, uh, I, I'm on, we should do some of his movies. We should do a classic Bond. We haven't done a classic Bond. We've never done a classic Bond. The one that I, I've always wanted to get to, considering I've mentioned it many times, I've never actually seen all of The Hunt for Red October. Oh, okay. Uh, I've that. seen like the first 15 minutes of it. It was one that was like, my dad's always got it on like halfway through and I like run out of the room so I don't see yeah, it. Yeah. And Because sure. um, while I don't feel the same way about spoilers as you do per se, when it's movies that I care about, I'm more or less on the same page with you. Mm-hmm. And that's one where I've wanted to see it just because I love that property in general. And yeah. one morning, one Saturday morning, I've mentioned the Saturday morning breakfast and a movie that we do brunch mm-hmm. and a movie. Um, it was on, started watching it and there was something going on where I got distracted and I just lost like 15 minutes of it, like 15 minutes into it. And I was like, yeah. nope, going to have to change this channel because I can't, I can't keep doing that. Yeah. And uh, I think I had recorded it and I just never got a chance to watch it. I think I ended up deleting it just to have space on the DVR. And sure. It's one I'd like to get through all the way. And that's yeah, probably, I'd like, like to the, watch that. That's probably the only one on his like total filmography that like, I feel like is a big blind spot. For sure. Sure. Yeah. That uh, it's on my list as well. So I'm definitely in to do that on a future episode. Uh, 
that was yours, right? My last one. Smooth transitions. Smooth transition here. Uh, there was a quick, this is just a, this is a nothing right now. It's not a thing that's in the works. It's a thing that's being maybe potentially talked about as a sequel to the 90s TMNT. And in what? that universe, yeah. A sequel to, you're talking about the trilogy of movies? Yes. Not a sequel to the two movies that came out, one of which was a big no, 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 movie. no, no. The second of which I honestly had kind of forgotten was made. That's right. And let's not forget there was also the animated one that was in between. Oh, yeah. That's sure. right, that was but anyway, the, actually, the animated one was actually part of the original trilogy. Was it? I think it was like a. I think it was in that universe. I could be completely wrong. Anyway, I got excited about this idea because I've been wanting to return to the secret of the ooze for a while now, <laughs> and <laughs> I would love to rewatch those and then follow that up with a new movie in that universe. I think that would be so much fun. And I was just curious, uh, what's your mileage with the original Turtles movies? So we're not confusing this with Ivan News, right? This is not. We're not confusing. No. 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 Uh oh. We're in trouble. Something's coming along. <laughs> bubble baby. I don't know. That's songs from movies from that time were just burned into my memory. <laughs> well, you know what it is because you watch one of those movies like thirty-seven times. That's very accurate. I have the that Power Rangers movie. Wait, is that the Secret of the Use? No, Secret no. of the Use was the Turtles movie, right? I'm yes. not crazy. Okay. Uh, that Power Rangers movie, though, maybe the last movie that I purchased in um, the straight jacket VHS box. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like a giant padded, ridiculous clamshell box that There's Disney no movies. There's no way it's the last one, right? Because there no, was... it's the last one I bought, I'm thinking. Well, I'm just saying because there was Disney movies still coming out at that time that had it. I just feel like that was the last one that I have. And that movie's, I... what, 95? Uh, that sounds, that sounds close enough. I mean, it's definitely around those times. It's in the 93 to 95 range. And I watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. And then so many 95 more... on the dot, on yeah. the nose right there. Yep. I, I had a feeling. And so I watched that so many times for my own purposes. And then mm-hmm. like two years later, so many more times because my brother then discovered it. Sure. And... Well, no, it's probably more than two years later because he was born in 95. So let's call it four years later. Okay. Um, and it was in the white, cl- like it was like the, I want to, yeah. cl- it's not click shut exactly, but like squish oh, shut no. plastic. It's not a click shut because it never actually closes. Right. But it like, there's yeah. like an air gap situation where mm-hmm. it like almost suctions close. Yeah. And it, uh, a VHS tape, which is uh, already gigantic, it roughly takes up 14 times more space <laughs> because it's inside the stupid box that doesn't fit into a standard VHS tape, like cabinetry slot. <laughs> because they made those for the ones with the over the top. That's right. The slide on. The slide on. Yeah. Not the to be confused with the slide on jacket that is then stuffed inside of a plastic jacket where you squeeze the tabs and the tape slides out of the bottom. Do you remember those? Well, that was more of like a blockbuster thing, right? Is that yes. And yes. that is because we used to get movies from uh, Select Video next to the pizzeria. It was an anti theft thing, right? Uh, no, I think it was just to keep it in there so that it didn't like slide out when you took it off the shelf. Okay. I assumed it was an anti theft thing because it was IR like. 
you know, where they would like have an alarm that would go off. He stuck it up your shirt and walked out. Mm, 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 mm. No, but uh, the movie that I have in that box is Eraser. I just wanted to throw that out there. That's at my parents' house. In my parents' house, there's a cabinet of movies. Uh, a whole bunch of them are these ridiculous clamshell boxes that we're talking about. Yes. Uh, Eraser is in that weird slide-out plastic box. We're not doing Eraser next week. We're not doing Eraser the week after that. But we're going to have to do it sometime. Let's go up before the year ends because okay. we've talked about it so many times on the show. That seems good. Um, but yeah, anyway, I the know luggage. that... <laughs> <laughs> I know that the Power Rangers movie came in clamshell case. I know that many Disney movies came in the clamshell case. John, I can't believe you nailed me with this Matt Lauder piece of shit. <laughs> now, Eraser. That's what we're doing today. So I don't know. I definitely no. remember lines from the movie. I remember the movie vaguely. I know I've seen it a couple of times in, mm-hmm. the, let's call it, between 97 when it came out and 2002. Yeah, like I definitely saw it a few times, but yep. I don't think I've seen it since. Sorry, I kept derailing you on your clamshell uh, discussion. Please, please go on. I'll I'll stop. I promise. My, my point was, there's a chance for sure that that's a, that's the last one that you bought in that case, but I don't think it's a certainty because there were definitely other Disney movies that came out that still had the clamshell thing. That is a chance that you bought in that time between, let's call it ninety five and two thousand. Yeah, I. It's possible. It's definitely possible, but I don't, for some reason, I feel pretty strongly that that was the last one. And the only reason why I say that is I remember trying to shove it into the goddamn movie case (laughs) and there was no more space for those types of boxes. (laughs) But regardless, Secret of the Ooze, definitely TMNT thing. I remember watching those as a kid. Mm -hmm. I have no memory of them other than the ridiculous costumes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I just, every time I, every time I think about those movies, I want pizza. I mean, I just generally want pizza. Uh, sure. It doesn't help though. Like if that, if I, if I want pizza and then I think about the movie, I almost certainly will have pizza that day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had some pizza. It's a today. strong draw. Oh, good. nice. Excellent. Was it that, was it that bacon lettuce pizza? It was chicken bacon ranch pizza. It was not from that pizzeria. Oh, okay. I was like 20 minutes or so from there and was never going anywhere near there. So I just couldn't justify it. Sure. Sure. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, anyway, that was my, that was my last nugget. What's your, uh, you got secrets to tell? Uh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> not exactly actually, but a new star Wars game is accidentally leaked by. Really? This okay. was from Saturday, Halloween. Hmm. Oh no. Sorry. Redacted? I pulled this directly from my phone and the fucking format of the website on my computer is the mobile format. <laughs> oh, good. Good, 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 good. So this the paragraphs stretch the entire width of the screen. Yes. It's going to be obnoxious to read. Excellent. It, uh, on this screen, this article is one sentence. <laughs> oh, no, no. Crisis of... Yeah, no, you don't even, that's exactly how it went. Uh, zooming it in, thankfully, made it look like a real website. A new Star Wars game has leaked courtesy of EA Motive. And while the leak provides little details... It does confirm a new Star Wars action game is in development at the aforementioned studio, and presumably for PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, and PC. The leak when, comes... When was this? This was from Saturday. All right, because there's an article. I typed in EA Motive, and the first article that pops up is, sorry, but EA Motive isn't working on a new Star Wars game. Oh, no! <laughs> this, this is the problem with waiting several days to record <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm going to keep reading this a little bit. I mean, I, I, that's just the title. Who knows what this is even about? 
the leak comes way of a new EA motive job listing for the position of a programmer. As you would expect, the job listing is full of details and irrelevant technical jargon. However, a quick snippet makes mention of a brand new Star Wars game. Hmm. More specifically, a slither of the listing, which can be found here, and this has been edited, mentions that, quote, the team is starting immediately on an upcoming Star Wars action game and will also be building original IP. Hmm. 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 All right. Well, the the tweet is from Motive Montreal. It says, due to human error, hey, it happens. We've seen a lot of speculation. While we're not working on a new Star Wars project, we are working on something pretty special. Follow us here to check back for more info on what we're up to. Well, listen, the, the studio ought to be a pretty reliable source of those things. So unfortunately, sure. it seems like maybe that won't be the case. But mm. we've been lied to before by these studios, too. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, so I won't call them liars. I'll just say that it's happened before. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Also, it, it is suspicious timing considering a Star Wars game just came out. They just had a big patch that came out today, I'm pretty sure. So... Uh, it's entirely possible that's continued support for that game. Or it could be someone who's going to ultimately join up with um, Fallen Order because that studio has also been looped under the EA umbrella since, though not Motive specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or it could be super early stuff for a Star Wars game, or it could be one that's already been in the works that's going to just be a support role before moving on to work on other projects. Who knows? I um. What was I? I was just, oh, but sorry, it came in my head. It left, but it just it just came back. Uh, N seven day is approaching. Do you think we're gonna get anything good? <laughs> um, well, it depends. What source are you looking for? Well, so I, no, I want I want a game. I want I want a uh, I want a remaster. I've been wanting a remaster for a while because I've wanted to revisit the games and I've tried, and I, I just can't get into the old one. Um, I've been stalled just because we've been so busy with so much other shit, but I've been stalled like two thirds or so of the way through playing, replaying the first one. Um, I was thinking about playing it today, but I had other things to do. Mm. And so we've talked about it on Game Bites. We've yeah. talked about it in just our general share. It's been tuned Slack. It's been rumored for what, nine months? More? Oh, I feel like it's been for longer than that. A, a year? <laughs> Yeah. It's been rumored so long that for there not to have been a concrete source that comes out and say it yet, uh, you do have to wonder. But there's yeah. been so much smoke that typically there's fire. Sure. I know that there's a panel of people who have been in the original games coming up for N7 Day this weekend. Right. Um. So it's entirely possible it's going to be alongside of an announcement of a remaster. Or mm. maybe it's an announcement of a new game. If it's an announcement of a new game, it's going to be several years out for sure. Sure. Um, I'm excited to see whatever they do, even though I've been pretty firm on the record of not loving the idea of a remaster, though. Also, I would love to play any and all of those games with a fully updated version. Like I would enjoy playing it. I just, I loathe the idea of paying for that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I see. I don't like the business models when it comes Mm -hmm. to like, of course I want it from the, the what if it's a ground up remake? uh, See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. No. I'd be curious to see what it's about. I'd be hmm. less likely to pay money for it, honestly. Hmm. Um, if, if it's the type of thing where it's like, hey, we're doing this over, but we just feel like we could clean up one or two little things, like that's a different situation because there are some flaws to the first one. There's some weird looping stuff where conversations circle back to the same thing, and it's like they yeah. totally streamlined and edited that out in the second third game. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what was going on there that, that even happened because it's obvious that they made a really concerted effort to not let that happen again. Sure. Well, is- it was the first game that was doing it, right? To some extent, yeah. But I mean, I know they had conversation trees and whatever. Yeah, but I feel like to that, to the depth that that game did it. Yeah, it I mean, that's probably special. true. Um, it's just, yeah. So anyway, yeah. like if they were just like, hey, we're just going to like, we're going to fix that. Like there's a couple of things where we're like, hey, this didn't age well in the 13 years since it came out. Like, okay, like we want to just edit for clarity edit for the times. Like I could deal with that too, right? Um, yeah. but just to leave it in spirit alone and just totally update the combat and stuff like that. And obviously the graphics, but like, you know, to make 2020 sensibilities, as far as gameplay goes with the exact same situation from those games, I would love to play that. I'd love to have the modernized version of that. I don't like spending money on it. I hate the business model. <laughs> gotcha. Something is obviously they, they've, even if it's not a full remaster, there's they got to be up to something. There's something coming in more so than whatever. Like last year, it was pretty obvious nothing was coming in. Nothing substantial came about it. Like there was a couple little fun things or whatever, but like nothing substantial, nothing tangible really came out right. of last year's N Seven Day. Right. All right. Well, I, I will we'll say see this. next in- next week. Right. We'll we'll know. Well, we'll know in what three days from when we're. I don't. I don't know what time is anymore. So sure. Well, forget about time. It's the fourth. Okay. Um, I will say, from the Spinchoon perspective, they'll be in seven stuff. Nice. Excellent. Good to know. Uh, oh, before we get into fun and games, I uh, quick re- uh, quick uh, update. I believe next week, it should be next week, we can see where I stand on Dexter. Pretty, can, I'm pretty, you can I'm, see what? We can see where I, where I end up standing on Dexter. I'm pretty close to the end. I should have finished the series by next week. Okay. Yeah, it was funny. I was just... I think it was because I just had a movie on f- that was on Showtime when I was watching... Or when I was eating dinner. And like there was like the kind of interstitial between two movies in like, mm-hmm. those movie channels. And I was like, oh yeah, that reminded me that, that Dexter thing's coming up. Did Anthony finish Dexter? Yeah. <laughs> like, those are the, the, the thoughts that went through my mind a couple Soon. hours ago. Soon. Soon. Have you watched any since we last talked about it? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm on like the sixth or seventh episode of the eighth season. So you're halfway through the fin- the final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So what do you think about that whole storyline so far? Yeah. Uh, I'm there. Okay. So <laughs> the there's there's holes throughout the series, like little things, things that are not like specifically directed, like specifically related to the plot that we're focusing on for the episode, but just like things that are happening around, like maybe continuity errors, things like that, that are for the most part, ignorable. That's like fine, whatever. And you can go past it. This season, (laughs) the, the whole thing with him and his son that he supposedly loves so much is a little ridiculous that he's like never in contact with them, which is just crazy. And then also like, I've never felt this way in the previous season, but it's like, I'm not, sure he works at Miami Metro anymore (laughs) because he's never in the building (laughs) yeah in the final season he spends very little time at work (laughs) right like at least they made an effort in the previous seasons to like balance his work life right and he would get called in and away from things he'd have to go do it he granted he was always taking time off which always bothered me 
Yeah, but there was like entire scenes. Like there was entire like 10 minutes blocks of the show where he was in the office. Right, right. And like almost every episode he was in like the daily, like the morning briefing at some point. Like just to give you that like touchstone, right? That every he's... single episode you got at, at least him in like the lab, him in the morning briefing, or him in a crime scene. Right, right. There's more than one of those things. There's entire episodes in eight without the police station. There's entire episodes without mention or visual acknowledgement of Harrison. Like, like he's, and it's like not not oh, even the like the bullshit phone calls where he gets a phone call from Jamie saying, "Hey, right. yeah, yeah." I think what alive. bothers me the most about this season is honestly his treatment of Jamie. <laughs> she she comes and works late on her birthday. <laughs> he bothers uses her me. as a literal doormat. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty bad, but uh, it's. This it's is, fine. By it's the way, a, I'm just going to say in this moment, Scott Buck, everyone. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's getting... Uh, it seems like they should have found a closure point in seven and wrapped it up there. I mean, had they planned for the end at that time, I'm sure they could have. I think it would have would have made... I don't know where this is going. I, I feel like it would have been a stronger ending. The, the whole... Um, the whole family thing, the family dynamic with the uh, with the goose. Uh, sorry, Kim calls his doctor a goose because Why? she resembles a goose to her, and and now I can't stop seeing it. <laughs> she doesn't have a particular large. And then uh, I think it had more to do with her long neck. She does have a long. Neck. And then there's a scene where they're sitting at a table after she made this establishment that she, you know, after she called her a goose. Uh, they're sitting at-, at the TV. No, they're sitting at the table and like, I was like, what's with this weird family dynamic thing? It's like Dexter brought his girlfriend home to meet his mom for the first time. And then there's also this other weird kid that's here in the room. And then it's like, wait a minute, is she Mother Goose? <laughs> and that's where, so so she'll be forever known as the Goose of Dexter. <laughs> she, I, I did like her character overall. <laughs> I did find that storyline to be interesting. The storyline's interesting. I do think... One of the things that bothers me about it is the, uh, for the longest time, if you're paying attention and you're watching the show, you've actually talked about this before, like, you know, you know that Dexter is changing. He's actually evolving over time. His character is becoming more established. He's be, he is not who you thought he was. He is not just a textbook psychopath. Like, he's not. Which is, like, the central struggle between him and Mother Goose. That's right. It's a great sentence. Uh, they, <laughs> which is a, it's exactly accurate. Uh, the problem with it for me is that that was a thing that you understood and took away from his actions throughout the series. And her constantly saying it and him proving it wrong is a little bit, uh, it, it's a little bit spoon fed. Like, it's just like, no, like we get this well, idea. It becomes, like we don't, It becomes redundant eventually. But yeah. at, at the beginning, actually, I understand why they do it because it's, it sets up the important point of sure. contention where she's saying, no, you're a true blue psychopath. You can't do that. And he's like, mm, well, but I am. Right. And she's like, huh? And, fascinating. Like, <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Which, you know what? Fair enough. Right. Like, yeah. I have these preconceived notions, not just preconceived notions, notions from a literal length of study on this topic that you are proving that there can be exceptions to the rule. Like that is a really, I've always found to be a really fascinating storyline. I will say the handling of it, not as nuanced as the subject matter. (laughs) Sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to wrapping it up. 
And then well, unwrapping the it for the next season, I guess. Wrapping it up just to be ready to unwrap it, to wrap it again. <laughs> right, to exactly. To rewrap it again. <laughs> rewrap it. Uh, okay, it's like finding the gifts before Christmas. It's it's very weird. <laughs> Shall we get into some fun and games? Yes. All right. Today I have for you... Which witch are you? Yeah. There are only six type of witches. Which are you? First... Pick a book of shadows to write your spells in. Uh, I'm going to briefly describe these. One of them is blue. One of them is brown and has some lavender next to it. One of them is black and bound with chains. One of them is black and around a lot of candles, probably going to go up in flames. One of them is red and has a triangle on it. Oh, you want to base it on the color. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just not holding the screen up to you. The, no, the, no, that's really fine. Good. I just thought there was gonna, I thought there was going to be like some sort of text explanation after. Nope. Sorry. Just pictures. Yeah, again? sure. One of them is brown with a bit of lavender. One of them is blue with a bottle of blue stuff next to it. One of them is black and leather bound with chains. Uh, one of them is black leather bound with a, around a bunch of candles. Looks like it's going to be probably set on fire anytime now. And one of them is red with a triangle on it. Let's go with the one with the candles. Okay, candles. Spooky. Okay, pick an element to work closely with. Water, fire, earth, air. Lilu Fire. Dallas. Lilu Choose Dallas a multi-pass. Uh, <laughs> multi-pass. She knows it's a multi-pass. <laughs> Choose an altar. Uh, we got a, a, a this pretty white one with a lattice and flowers and candles. We have, uh, which is, the okay, so this one is just a, a wooden chest with a pentagram and some stuff hanging out of it. We've got black candles with a skull next to it. We've got a uh, a beach layout with a bunch of apples. Uh, we've got a table with a black candle, and then we have hands lighting a candle. None of these really look like an altar, so I'm not quite sure what they're getting at. <laughs> beach yeah, one? Con- I was going to say, I'm a little confused. Let's go with the beach one. Beach one. <laughs> now pick a witchy cottage to live in. One of them is like a treehouse. The other one is basically the Hansel and Gretel place. One of them is a cabin in the snow. One of them is a cabin on the beach. One of them is a cabin in the woods. One of them is a cabin on a marsh, and it is very dark and stormy. Let's go to the beach again. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to do that. I can By just pick way, these for you. In, in the midst of all this, I hate to interrupt fun and games, but I'm going to interrupt fun and games. Uh, so we were watching a whole bunch of Halloween-themed oh. movies on Halloween. Nice. There was... Now, I will say, I think I watched all of them on mute or near mute. Which means it's the second time of a total of two times in which I've watched Beetlejuice muted. With the same group of people, by the way. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Before, the, before Christmas. Same before thing. the Christmas. Before the Christmas. Uh, before Christmas. I've watched that movie a total of two times in my life. One of them was this one muted. One of them was when I was like six years old. I have very few memories of it. <laughs> um, we also watched The Lost Boys. Oh, nice. That one I've seen several times. Though sure. it's been a long time since I've actually watched it. Um mm-hmm. There was a whole scene that I totally forgot about, which someone else mentioned was coming up. And I was like, wow. And if I start working out now, I can be that for Halloween next year. Nice. And it's the saxophone player during like the concert on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> look it up if you don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, I know it. Because right. I had no memory of that. And mm-hmm. like a couple of the people were super excited for that scene. And I was like, what? And I saw the scene. And I was like, oh, that's there's oh, a lot going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, as this was going on, I was like, you know what? If I start working out now, 
I'll be there for Halloween next year. <laughs> nice. Um, and one of the movies we watched was Evil Dead. Mm, mm-hmm. And they were in the, the original, cabin. the original one, Sam Raimi, yep. Bruce Campbell. That sounds right. Don't recall if any of the other people were famous in that movie. Now, again, totally unmute. Heard zero words. I felt like I didn't need any of the words. I was that's felt yeah, like I was that's pretty right. able to follow what was going on in that movie. Not a good movie. Does no. not age well. And I mean no. that both from the effects standpoint and also to quote Wedding Crashers, the Midnight Rape. That's right. The tree rape. Yeah. The tree rape. So I will just yeah. say this. You go in the closet. You go in the closet. You go in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I will just I will just describe how I experienced that scene. It's watching it. Girl goes out in the middle of the woods. We're all like, "Why mm-hmm. are you going out in the middle of the woods?" Sure. Vines creeping. Yep. Vines grabbing her limbs. Yep. Vines encircling her limbs. I turned to the person who put the movie on. I said, "Is this some sort of hentai bullshit?" <laughs> just to turn back to the screen as she then is penetrated from the branch of a tree. Yep. I said. Never mind. Turn I've back. I got my answer. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the ever living fuck are we watching? Yeah. How? I know that was like 40 years ago, but how was that made? Yeah. I had a similar experience watching that movie where like it was around the time where people were like also raving about it again. And I went to watch it and I was just like, nope. Like, I get it. I totally understand like uh, uh, being nostalgic for something that like maybe was creepy when you were younger or like a movie that when you were younger was like you thought was so good that even now you like it, even if it's not like uh, there's plenty of movies like that. I mean, Star Wars can probably fall into that bucket for the most part. Uh, I love them. I know that there's know that they're flawed, but like this is that what you have to you have to be okay with acknowledging that a movie does not hold up, though. There's a difference between being flawed and having a tree rape. <laughs> Definitely not a six of one situation. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a... Uh, that movie... The, you know what? The most memorable part about that movie was the chili well, dogs that, that we ate watching it. <laughs> no, it was a tree rape. I'm, I'm going to remember that for a while. <laughs> um... Oh. As far as the other stuff, there was a even worse version of the Indiana Jones stop motion claymation death at the end of the movie. Mm. I was really confused by the rules. I felt like the Always Sunny, what are the rules? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, again, having the audio might have helped with that part of it, but that feels yeah. like semantics largely. Um, the rest of it doesn't really age that well. It, I mean, there was some creepy to it, but I also found myself laughing during some of those things. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yep. yeah. Sorry to derail the fun and games. No, no, just... that's that's fine. I always love a I love a good uh, Halloween hoedown. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. We watched Hocus Pocus, and uh, I believe Child's Play Two was on at one point, and of course Clue. We put Clue on. Um, I watched Clue the other day too. I love Clue. Which animal would be your familiar? Cat, wolf. Otter, dog, cardinal, bear. Bear. Okay. Where would you want to cast your circle? A lighthouse, a bedroom, a wood shop, the woods, a kitchen, a living room. It's called lighthouse. I'm not entirely sure why. <laughs> Sounds good. What form of witchcraft is most fascinating to you? Reading an astrological natal chart? Learning the healing power of herbs, meditation, tarot, spell work, manifestation. 
Spell work. Okay. Pick an overall witchy aesthetic. Crystals? Candles? Herbs? Picnic? Nighttime spooky stuff? And just, again, a picture of the beach. (laughs) I'm confused by the picnic part. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go with beach. Okay. I feel like consistency is the key. And lastly, what is your zodiac sign? Scorpio. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Can't say I didn't see this coming. Uh, <laughs> there are only six types of witches. Which are you? You got a sea witch. As a sea witch, you're instinctively drawn to bodies of water and all sorts of mystical sea lore. In your practice, you may find it beneficial to study moon phases as they affect the tides. Harvesting moon water every full moon will also help you harness the energy of the sea. Big moon water energy. You are the Aquaman of witches. <laughs> and with that, let us get into our flick of the week. The Witches, released in 2020, rated PG. Rated PG. <laughs> An hour and 46 minute runtime. A young boy and his grandmother have a run-in with a coven of witches and their leader. Uh, sure. That's pretty much as... Basic as you can generic and vague as it could get, uh, and I guess fitting for like, well, I guess what else are you gonna say uh, as they plot to take over the children of the world with candy? Uh, maybe I'm not sure. I'll give me your tweet length review. A big swing for Hathaway that is way more campy than captivating. The whole movie misses the mark almost entirely. Three out of ten. That's actually pretty great. That was actually weirdly more generous than I gave it. I'm not sure why. Lowering my score. Uh, I gave it a 4 <laughs> out of 10, but I but 3 sounds about the sweet spot. Wait, wait, you say I was both more generous than you were giving and also you are lowering your score? I feel like those two thoughts can't coexist. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I was more, gener- I was more generous. Uh, okay. uh, but uh, I, I, I lowered it, though, from 4 to 3. But basically, my just I, I honestly, like, I this is not me phoning it in. I did not know what to say. So, well... That just happened, I guess. <laughs> Three out of ten. <laughs> well, that was kind of the same place that I was at, and I felt bad because you had mentioned. Did you pick this movie because you had mentioned this a few weeks ago that you had seen the original one? Yes. Okay, because I I honestly don't recall. It was a miracle that because I always tell you I always forget for whatever reason. The last couple of months, it's because I'm, I always say why do I forget, and a couple times because I've not been 100 percent sober. But sure. mostly it's because I've been exhausted. I almost always forget. I'll remember the conversation leading up to it. I'll remember kind of what we're hashing out. Yeah. And I totally can't remember the name of the fucking movie the next that we pick for the next week. And usually I message you. Sometimes after a day or two, it'll just mm-hmm. pop into my mind. Almost like the beer fest, like drunk recall type of thing. Mm-hmm. Although not because I've gotten drunk again. Like it'll pop up at a totally random point. <laughs> This one I remembered, and I was like, oh, I don't remember him actually saying it's because he mentioned it a few weeks ago, but whatever, like, we'll do this movie. And I had no, like, foreknowledge, foresight of this movie at all. Sure. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about the original. So, uh... I watched this movie, <laughs> and to be fair, I was watching it last night, Tuesday night, election night. At the time of this recording, we still don't know who our next president is. Mm-hmm. At the time of this release, we almost certainly will still not know who our president is. That's probably fair. And I was a little distracted. 
Check. But I mean, I, was, I wasn't on my phone the whole time. Like, you know, but periodically just checking in to see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you kept checking your phone. Too close to call? Yep. That seems to be <laughs> the theme of the day, the week. <laughs> well, sure. Just, well, just more like every 15 minutes. Has any more states been called? Right? You know what sure. I mean? Just, just sure. to see what's going on. And God, I just could not be could not keep up with this movie. Like, just in the sense yeah. of, like, I, I couldn't care less what was going on. Mm-hmm. There was both too much going on and not nearly enough going yeah. on at the same yeah. time. Yeah, how, what is that recipe? How is that possible? I don't know, but you're absolutely correct. Okay, I'm glad I'm not crazy because I'm watching all of this and I'm like, okay, so Anthony has some sort of weird nostalgic pulse of this original. I don't yeah. even recall whether you said you liked that movie, just that it, like, <laughs> was seared into your mind. So, yeah, it, it, it's basically that I, uh, to give you the background, as a kid, uh, Halloween's used to be me and my sister and our friends Karen and Lauren, we'd go trick-or-treating, we would watch movies, we would eat candy, we'd fall asleep. That was basically every Halloween classic, for classic as long as I can remember. We played hol- we played some games like, you know, you do the bobbin for apples and some other weird, like, fun games. Like There was one where we, like, hung a donut from the ceiling and whoever ate it the fastest first without their hands that won. Sounds it- like a both less messy and also more messy version of bobbin for apples. Yeah, it's we had we had a great time. Halloween's I, I have a very fond memory of my childhood Halloween's. Uh, we used to watch these movies, and this was one of them, The Witches. And I remember us all being like creeped out, specifically because there's a scene in a room where all the witches are, and they take their wigs off, and that and they do that scene. They they yes. do that. And I was like, okay. So, like, there was a handful of things that were going on that I was like, I remember, like, this exact thing happening. Which, by the but way... Did the, but did this exact thing happen? Because I don't remember the rest of the movie at all. <laughs> which, 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 by the way, this movie was an hour 45. It felt like it was two and a half. Mm-hmm. And that scene felt like it was 45 minutes. Dude, it was an hour and 45 minutes before we got to the place where the rest of the movie takes place. Which I don't know if that's quote unquote true, not true to the movie, true, not true to the book. I have no idea. No idea. So I like I like you had some sort of expectation. Sure. Like not a full expectation. I, I, my expectation was that room that being creepy. And Which, it, it was fine. Yeah, no, but like it was like what, a 10 minute scene and it felt like yeah. 45 minutes. That's right. That's right. But that's what I remember. That's the scene that I remember from the original. And that's pretty much all I remember. Uh, but this movie's, it's really dark. Yeah, but they keep trying to make, act like it's not. Yeah, okay, cool. So we're on the same page all, okay, all around with I'm this glad, one. Because like, I felt bad because I definitely didn't give it its my full attention the whole way through. No, no, you're, you got, I think you, you probably gave it as much attention as it deserves. Uh, maybe more, uh, well, honestly. That was the thing is I kept going throughout it. I was like, man, I feel like I should be paying close enough attention to this, but I can't and honestly at this point like there's points uh, at a point in the movie where i was like this isn't the election i really truly don't care about what's going on on the screen like right this this movie has failed in all ways shapes and form to make me and i'm generally i don't know if this has been true of my whole life but i'm generally a very empathetic person in mm-hmm. the sense that i think it's been something that's been consistent in our talks throughout the course of the movie where you've had trouble connecting the things going on in movies and i've whether or not I've liked it, I've found the way to connect. Like, I found the avenue to connect, right? Like, mm-hmm. that is, like, I. it's not even really something I have to work at, per se. Like, it's just something, like, that's a core part of who I am. And I, it's not a, in any way, shape, or form a criticism of you. Like, it's not no, no. 
Like, I'll take it just that for whatever reason that I find that ability to connect with the human side of these stories in a way that's almost subconscious, uh, probably not even almost, that is subconscious. Like I am an empathetic person. I'm not a Will Graham from Hannibal level, like empathy disorder type of person, but it's like, mm-hmm. like there are things that will resonate with me that don't resonate with the average person that like I can separate myself from them ultimately, but like, I, like they'll just click into my mind and like it works and mm-hmm. like, I get it. Like I just get it on a fundamental human level. And I just did not give a shit about anything. So the only thing that I cared for, well, cared about was the, I, I the little kid, I thought he did a great job. Um, when I thought he him was, and Octavia Spencer both did a great job with B minus material. Sure. For, for their characters. And it was like F material for the movie in general. The kid's name. All right. Now I don't feel bad that I said the kid because I couldn't remember the character's name. It says hero boy. Yeah. I, you know what? I was looking to see. Why was I checking? There was something about the kid that reminded me of something else. I wonder if I maybe seen him as something else. So I went to look him up. Same. And I was like, as I was going to look him up, I was like, oh God, I don't know the kid's name. And then I saw his name was Hero Boy, and I was like, that no, why? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's no. about that's about as much effort as was given to the rest of the movie. And I'm sure that's again probably pulling from. I'm, I'm guess I'm guessing. I'm this is totally a guess. I'm guessing a book. <laughs> didn't name the kid hero boy. I'm guessing he just gave him a nameless protagonist, right? Sure. And so that's just what they chose to name him for the, for the, the movie or whatever. But like, why? Yeah. I, I, oh, name him boy. I also like to point out that hero boy, his voice grows old to be older hero mouse. Chris rock. Yes. Which, <laughs> by the way, Chris rock having himself a year. Oh, <laughs> because he's starring in Fargo. He's in this. Twenty twenty has been good to him. <laughs> oh man! I mean, this, movie uh, was, this movie wasn't, but just like just generally, this movie a, wasn't like uh, it, it wasn't good at all. I go, go circling back. That what I was going to say. The thing that got to me though was that I thought that little kid did a good job with what he had given to him. But I was definitely it was it was heartbreaking. His background. Everything about him was heartbreaking. Right. And then, to make it even worse... His his past, present, and future was all heartbreaking. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, We'll get to that when we get to least favorite parts of the movie. Because there's some... I have a huge problem with one very specific line in this movie. Me too! (laughs) Because, like, I just didn't care about anything. And then there's a line... 98% 98% of the way through this movie, and I jumped out of the couch. I was like, no! Yeah. I, uh, Kim fell yeah, asleep. Same, it was the same line. Kim fell asleep around that line. I woke her up, and I was like, I need you, I, I need you to watch and listen to this. To make sure you're not Because I can't be alone in this. And then, like, she was still dozing, and I was, like, shaking her to stay awake. I was like, no, no, like, like watch this. And then when she, and then she snapped out of being asleep when she heard it. And <laughs> she, <laughs> so... Uh, I, we'll get almost, we'll get there. I almost screamed. I, you know, oh, I I went what? <laughs> Do you remember? It's such a random, obscure little thing, but I've seen the movie a million times, so I recall it pretty well. Do you remember in Anchorman when he says "fuck you, San Diego" on live? Yep. The producer behind the glass. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but it's better because it's high pitched. He's just like. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's because pretty much the reaction. The button, I don't know if 
they had a dump button in the 70s on live TV? <laughs> no one hit the dump button to make sure he didn't say fuck on TV. <laughs> he just screeches in fear and confusion. Great setup. Great result. Leading to potentially my favorite line of the movie. You're fired to it. Beep, bop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is followed up by another one of my favorite ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, getting back to this garbage fire, uh, yes, uh, Octavia Spencer, great. The thing is, the people that were in the movie, like, it made them look so bad. They're not bad. Well, uh, Octavia Spencer has been nominated for three Oscars. She's won. <laughs> right. She did the best she could. She did the best she could. Uh, just not enough. No. I forget. I got to see that. I got I to look now. Uh, Anne Hathaway, I know was nominated for at least one Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. She was nominated for um how Lim is. That sounds right. And then I, Stanley I don't Tucci. One or not. I'm just stalling to find her so I can click on her and I see whether she's won or not. Her birthday. Her birthday. Her birthday is two days before Carlos. She won Les Mis. She was nominated for a number of other things. Rachel getting married? I have no memory of that. Um, but she went for Lamus. So okay, we have yeah. two Oscar-winning actresses in this movie. No, five Oscar nominations between the two of them, mm-hmm. and there's nothing she can do either. In the- yeah, well, sorry, not nothing she can do because Octavia Spencer did the best she could ever. Anne Hathaway, <laughs> she swung from her fucking heels on. The- Dude, I don't even know what was going on. It was way too much. She guessed fastball, swung for a 500-foot home run, and it was a fucking ephus. And she missed, and she could have Bugs Bunny swung three times while that pitch was coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Because God was this fucking awful. I, If we weren't doing it for the show, watching the first extended scene of her on screen would have made me turn. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. so bad. It hurts. It really does. The accent in particular. Uh, and it's not just the accent because the script is really bad. Because there's yeah. that, that scene when they're in the fucking like, um, conference room or whatever, right? Like, she reiterates herself four times. Like, that's not on her. That's script, right? Yep. But the accent is so bad. So bad. It hurts. Doesn't feel good. Uh, it's just so bad. I can't even... I. I Okay, let's get to, I, can we just, I need a couple of favorite moments. Do you have any favorite moments before we get into all the rest of the bad stuff? Also, like, I'd say spoilers, but just don't watch it. Listen to this instead. (laughs) So the only kind of interesting kind of compelling scene was when they go to the general store and the first witch shows up. Yeah. Okay, yes, kind of compelling until she starts and she's overacting. And we're like, oh, because then that happens. I was like, oh, that's that's a choice. That's an acting choice. Whatever. We'll see where it goes. Oh, we're going to double down on this for the rest of the movie. Sick. Well, yeah, Sick. So, but that, that was just my general point was like it kind of tips off all of the action. Well, I'll say that generously, but <laughs> like all of what's to come. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the moment of... Okay, so is he just gonna? Is he just gonna let the snake bite him? Like, what's going on here exactly? Like, yeah, we're gonna do this whole thing. Like, like there was at least a moment of tension there. 
there was a moment of like, hey, what's going to happen next? And it starts off the story in earnest because while all of those things were attempts to make him sympathetic, and you would think that at the end of hearing, oh yeah, his parents died in a traumatic event. He was adopted by his grandmother. She's doing her best. She clearly loves him and is trying to bring him out of his shell after, you know, he's going through PTSD. Like, let's be perfectly honest here. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of that. And then, oh wow, this bitch is taking a personal interest in him and is going to try and kill him. If ever there was a setup to make this character sympathetic, that would be it. And somehow that still failed ultimately. Yep. But if there was ever a moment where you almost could have been hoodwinked into caring about this movie, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. Oh, that's real bad. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> is, it like it, it defies like classification and, explanation right like sure it's so broken i don't even know where to start to try and fix it yeah so that's why i say so i want to focus on uh, there's there's three i only have three notes of things that i like from the movie I'm gonna go oh, through I, them. I don't have much in the way of notes because i just that's it's fair just a, it's just a general what i've got three notes on favorites and then i have the bad stuff so three favorites first off i love the idea of the messed up horror style movie where the kids are going through some shit and he goes to the grandmother and the grandmother's like, Oh no, which is real. Like that, like that, that idea of like, Oh no, I get it. And I'm going to help you like that. I like that. I thought that was okay. cool. Cause that's a yeah, different dynamic. I, right? Really, I know there's kind of a moment where it happens, but it doesn't feel like that's a moment so much as like a philosophy. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I get it. Like I appreciated that part of it as well, where it's like, she says something about witches, and he's like, Haha. no, she's like, oh, no, no. Cut, cut that shit out. No, witches. <laughs> like, I did appreciate that general sentiment. Yeah, that I thought that was cool, uh, uh, as with the rest of the movie. Poorly executed, but cool concept. Uh, another one of my favorite things. <laughs> Prior to this movie, Kim and I were uh, frustrated uh, recounting a recent interaction we had with someone um, where... You know when somebody tells you a story and then they classify the person that they're about to talk about in the story and it's like, you didn't have to do that. You just didn't have to bring it up. You didn't have to talk about it. It was unnecessary. And I already, your bias is showing. Maybe stop. Yeah. Uh, so there is. Well, yeah, I guess. We had that recently where it's just like, it's just a thing that bothers me because it's like, there. I don't, I don't really care to know where the rest of the story is going because all it is. It's a story about bias, but well, I was gonna say, I, I guess I was, I was kind of fishing for an example, but maybe it's I'd, not. I'd rather not. Share. I'd okay. rather not give the example. Uh, but anyway, well, uh, it's well, the, the example. But it'll uh, be exemplified example. in this in a in a more lighthearted way. So that is a which. So Kim and I actually were laughing very hard when this happened because we had literally just talked about it, uh, and got and like. <laughs> worked through it together because we were both frustrated about it. But we, this came up and then we were hysterical laughing was this is my new friend. This is a paraphrase. I think I have the line. I I might have it exactly right because it's, I was reading. I was like, it doesn't sound quite right. But then again, nothing in the movie did. So uh, hero boy says, this is my new friend when they're mice. This is my new friend, Bruno. He's a fat English boy. (laughs) And then Bruno goes, you could have just left it at this is my friend, Bruno. (laughs) That was funny, actually. You know what? 
such an <laughs> infinitesimally small scene, but yeah, the, the, if you want to go with among the favorite moments like that, that I that was one of the few times that like elicited a positive reaction. I chuckled a little bit during that. Yep, yep. That so that stopped it. Is that, <laughs> that was that was great. I really enjoyed that. The uh, the other well, the, great the, relative to what was going on. Oh yeah, the uh, <laughs> just the way that he said it too. Uh, but the the last thing I will say is that I liked favorite moments, and it was because it reminded me of another movie, and that's the mouse roller coaster at the end. Just reminded me of something out of Stuart Little, and I forgot. I love the movie Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. It was very of its time. I feel like my positive memories of it are reserved for that time. Sure. Like I legitimately enjoyed it. I think it was, it was good for what it was Mm -hmm. legitimately good for what it was, but like it was so that time. Oh, it's, it's also just like straight up, like it's family fun. It's fine. Uh, It's, it's a movie that I, again, I haven't seen that in, Oh, God knows how long, but that's what it reminded me of. Right. Like just rolling through that roller coaster, these three mice that are actually people. Yeah, the problem is that that line, and I'm assuming again, I'm assuming that it's, we're talking about the same line. Oh god, that, line, that comes right after it, so it taints the whole experience. Is no, that- no, it came right before it actually, which is even worse. It was maybe like we're talking about seconds before the roller coaster. We might be talking about two different lines because I am certain the line that I am talking about comes after. Oh, maybe I was just tired, but I could have swore the line I was talking about was before it. She takes him out of the roller coaster, brings him to the kitchen, and sits him down at the table. All right. Give me, all right, we're, we're in it. We're in least favorite moments. Al, what's the line? I feel like we're talking about the same line, but I could have swore it was before. Okay, so it's the, my, the line that I know is definitely after. Let me go first then. Uh, how long does a mouse live, Grandma? No, we're talking about the same thing. Okay, it's after, it's after the uh, roller coaster. I don't know what, no, because <laughs> my memory of this, and again, I watched this less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> uh, I could have swore that I couldn't enjoy that. You know what it was? Maybe I was hung up on the fact because there's two lines that are sandwiched around that. Then maybe mm. it was the other thing. <laughs> the first line was kind of, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm okay with being a mouse for the rest of my life, and I was like, no, yeah. And so maybe the roller coaster was right after that, and then the line we're talking about was right after that because I could have swore my like because yes, in the like in a vacuum, I was like, oh, the whole roller coaster thing is kind of cool and like that's yes. fun or whatever. But the like, I the I could live, I think the I could I could do this or like live that way was was before that. Okay. But because, then yes. Because I like I remember I saw that and I was like, no. No. So yeah, it was it, it no. was it was way too much. I'm gonna break the lines down. This is and it's gonna get increasingly worse as we go on. I wanna jump right to the the one line. Grandma the one line to rule them all. How long does a mouse live? About three years or so, I reckon. You will live at least three times as long. <laughs> there was a line between those, but yeah, she says, "Yeah, she says, well, because you're a, a boy who became a mouse, you'll probably live three or four times as long as that. Right, and then I was like, uh, what? And then he goes, well, that's good, because I couldn't want, I didn't, I wouldn't want anybody else to take care of me. We can grow old and die together. <laughs> yeah, that's the line I've been thinking of this whole time. <laughs> that's it. Because I was so baffled, befuddled, and disgusted by that, that I it, it, it affected my ability to in, appreciate them having fun on the roller coaster. That honestly, in my mind, I thought that came before. Because, yeah. But I think it was me being so thrown off of, oh, oh, well, Grandma, I guess I'm a mouse now. Yeah, game, that's it. Oh, you know what's 
Yeah. Which okay. There's like, there's I'm more like, to no. this because on top of that, so we we already get this. So uh, they're mice forever. We, we've given up. Oh, let's not forget that our only attempt at solving this was throwing some shit in the potion, it turning black, deciding that didn't work, and then <laughs> and then giving up entirely. <laughs> Which, by the way, that was definitely the scene where I was paying attention the least. For sure. <laughs> like, for sure, it was the, the moment I was paying attention the least. I get the gist of the scene. Yeah. I was like, oh, they were trying to find an antidote and they failed. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure that'll come back later. They'll find something to fix them. And, oh, no. I was wrong. No. They do not get fixed. They but, uh, but they you, they barely try to come up with an antidote in the first place. It did feel a little half-assed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. They they threw some stuff in a plate. They held hands. It turned a dark purple. And then they went, well, I guess that's that. And I said, that's that? <laughs> but when it was all said and done, I'm like, hang on a second. We're okay with them being mice forever. Like, let's take them as separate things, right? We're okay with them being mice forever? The fuck? And I was like, okay. No, but okay. Oh, he's going to die in three to nine years. Yeah. Well, sorry. Let's call it three to 12 years. I was going to say 12 to 15, because didn't she say like five times the three years? No, I think she said, oh, I'm sure a little boy who becomes a mouse will live three or four times that. So... Three. Also, years. why are you sure? <laughs> well, there was a lot of that that was unexplained. For instance, why does she know so much about witches? Like sure. the specifics of witches, like the, sure, the minutia, sure. the nitty gritty of witches. Yeah. Why does she know? Mm-hmm. Because I assume the reveal. Was She's an be- expert in witchiology. <laughs> I assume the reveal was going to be that she was a witch who rejected all of those things. Oh, right? sure. Okay. But nope. It's just she kind of does voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Okay, this eight-year-old boy is gonna live eight. Is gonna live three to nine more years as. A- yep. Okay, so we've reached the second fucked-up thing, but let's say we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Grandma, I want to die with you. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, let's just say you can find a way to stomach the first two things. What? Oh, I'm gonna be dead in twelve years. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm eight years old and I'm gonna be dead in twelve. Good. Dark. It's dark. Also, more than half of my life will be a mouse. That's right. And he becomes a an old gray mouse voiced by Chris Rock. Yeah, because I assumed he was gonna become Mr. Jingles. I assumed this was gonna be the same <laughs> like, interconnected universe with Green Mile. Sure. Sure. Um why wouldn't why the wouldn't G- roll, the GMCU? <laughs> why why wouldn't Roll Dahl and Stephen King have a, an interconnected mm, mm. Um, but also, what the fuck? So then they go on their witch hunt. Which, like, that was the only redeeming part of it at the end. It was like, I'm I'm still confused. It was obvious there was going to be some sort of reveal as to why Chris Rock was the one doing the, the slideshow. And also, he you couldn't see him in it. Mm-hmm. Also, I've finally grown to appreciate this in the sense of just understanding it. Hollywood, when there's substantial voiceover of that fashion... That's typically an incompleted movie that they found a way to salvage through voiceover. Yeah. But this didn't really feel like a choice. Yeah, because, well, let's be clear. I'm pretty sure that if you don't add that in, the last line of the movie is about dying. 
right? Grandpa, I'm going to die, <laughs> die with you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah! And, like, freeze Yay! Frame look, like, Rocky Five finish, like, with <laughs> Rocky finisher, he's, like, jumping in the air. Yeah. And as dark as that is, there's a lot of other dark stuff that's going on, too, including the fact that Bruno's parents are just awful. Right? They are the worst. And then when they find out that he is a mouse... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Because they're very reminiscent of people. I know I'm extrapolating dramatically, Mm. but they're British, right? Sure. Considering their behavior, age of the sun, I know we get a name change, and the existence of magic. Are these Vernon Dursley's parents? Oh, 100%. Like, does that little boy become a mouse, becomes a boy again, who becomes a man, who is the uncle of Harry Potter and bullies him to try and get him to no longer have him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he marries his mother. That the woman was Aunt Petunia, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. Well, yeah, which you know that's a whole thing, right? The Aedipus yeah. complex. Oh man, yeah, it's yeah, hundred percent. Petunia had black hair, and his mom had blonde hair. I had, I had. A, there were, there were strong, there were strong uh, Dursley vibes coming. Right, coming from that, hundred percent. Yeah, called it out. Um. Oh my goodness! But yeah, they. Uh, oh, but the, the way that we the way that we conclude that whole interaction, right? First off, it's like your son's a mouse, and she holds him up. This is the first time, and they scream. They're like, but he doesn't say anything. It's like, oh, okay, like that. Well, that was a botched effort. The second time is when they're leaving the hotel, and she's like, holds him up, and he says, "Hi, mom," and she screams. No more effort goes into it. Just. I guess this isn't going to work. You can come live with me now. (laughs) And then she kidnaps that mouse child. Hang on. Mouse snaps? Hang on. Everyone calm down. Mouse snaps. Mouse No. Between those two moments. Hi, Mom. Mouse snapping. Between those two moments. We allow for a rational conversation between a mouse and his parents. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, we're good. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. I uh I think what like, struck me most like you get you get the you get the moment, right? You get the reaction of mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on. Sure. I course. can't believe this. Yeah, my son's a mouse. Jeez. And then like you start there. Well, well what's we'll take care of color? you. You'll live maximum twelve years. <laughs> no, no, we get the conversation of what's your favorite color, what's our address, what what did we buy you for your birthday last year, right? Mm. The mouse answers those questions. You're not gonna keep the mouse? Really? Like, it's going to be that much work? Like, you could play up to your friends the sympathy of our son died tragically. Keep this mouse and no one will be the wiser. You can have a relationship for three to 12 years with your son. (laughs) I love mouse life math (laughs) that we now have to do. (laughs) But your decision is just. That's it. Nah. Nah, done. Fuck off, fuck off, mouse son. Well, to be clear, this the, this maps well over a previous exchange with the parents, where, uh, what's what's the grandmother's name? Is it just grandma? I bet you it's grandma. It's grandma. I think it's just grandma. When grandma goes up to the parents and is like, "Say something." You're so and so's parents, right? Yeah. Oh, where is he? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> It was 1950. But, like, who cares? At all? 1967, 1968, whatever it was. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of go play by the ocean that I didn't love. (laughs) 
Listen, I think that's just how it was. My mom was born in 1967. I'm pretty sure that's how it was. Sure, sure, sure. She had siblings to look out for her. Yeah, but even them, I think they got bored. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, like, even your mom is... But there was at least a chance, right? <laughs> Whereas, well, like, sure. Well, she, she sent... The grandma sent the boy out to the ocean. Hero... Grandma... Descendants. Grandma sent Hero Boy out to the ocean with his mouse, who turns out to be a person, which... We don't even we didn't even touch on how dark this whole situation is. The orphan child that became a mouse that nobody loves. What? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, considering she knew voodoo and knew everything about witches and like buys him a mouse for reasons. Like, I assumed when we found out that she was a person that we were gonna find out that grandma knew all along. R- okay, that's fair. But she didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't. I also appreciate, I'm pretty sure that, did we call her, uh, the hero boy names her Daisy, mm-hmm. clearly a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't find out what her actual name is, do we? Wasn't it, am I misremembering that it was Samantha? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I could have swore she said, I'm a person, I'm a girl. Oh, I was right, it's Samantha. Yes. You found that a lot faster than I did. I'm scrolling through the cast and... Well, I, I just nothing. I just happened to be lucky, and it was like three names under where the exact thing on IMDb was, mm. like where my cursor was on the screen. <laughs> I see. Okay, so all right, so we do get her real name. That's cool. Uh, oh my god, this movie is so bad. It's <laughs> we so have, the thing bad. is we haven't talked about the majority of the actual like plot points of the we movie. haven't insofar right. as they exist. But so the so the witches who hate children um just cause we we had the title of the movie is the witches yeah we spent very little time with the witches we spent a lot of time with a witch right and hero boy yeah no i'm just saying like it's called the witches and we see about let's call it 50 of them Mm -hmm. we only spend time with like one of them yeah that's fair um the grand high witch to be clear Mm -hmm. of course uh, it's something I just, you know how on IMDb, the, uh, there's like pictures that scroll at the top. Yes. So one just came across my screen. It just dawned on me. Uh, at every moment, at every juncture of this movie, we are Stanley Tucci going, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> just... <laughs> Which by the way, I saw he was in the movie. Totally forgot he was in the movie. Saw a bunch of scenes with him in it. Late in the movie, I decided Oh, that was Stanley Tucci. Okay. But you know what d- doesn't make sense? Uh, aside from everything, the witches have bad makeup on their face, right? And it's just so that you can see that they have those long lines in their face. It only shows up on one of them. Yeah. Why Why does he have such a bad headpiece on? Like, it, it's an odd, like, there's a crease. It's almost as if they forgot to blend the makeup around the seam of the cap. That's on his head. And I don't under, I really don't know why. Like, it's it's almost as if they just didn't put any effort into it. Yeah, I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I'm pretty sure I could have blended the seam on his cap better than the makeup artist. I, I couldn't have. I, uh, uh, I don't know how to do makeup. I don't know how to do hair. But, by the way, side note. I was expecting more of a response, reaction, whatever, to my Halloween costume. I said to you. <laughs> I didn't get your Halloween costume. 
Oh, I for sure sent it to you on Saturday. And like you said, oh, texted me something else totally unrelated on like Sunday. And I was like, was this, huh. a, was this a one-on-one message? Yeah, text message. I'm pretty sure. I'm looking it up right now. And I'm not usually one to be like that with Halloween. It's just that I sent it to you specifically because I know you appreciate what I was for Halloween. I have no message from you on Halloween. That's so weird. I'm like 99%. It must have just not gone through. I was like 99% sure that it said delivered, but I guess I was wrong. That's that's upsetting. I would like to see what you were for Halloween if you would mind sending that along. Uh, Yeah, I sent it to you. Then the next morning, you sent me a picture of a bunch of kids dressed up as the cast of Shit's Creek. Yeah, I don't have anything from you. That's and upsetting. Like that, that was like the end of it. And I was like, wow, he uh, totally missed that, totally forgot. Like, not like I was expecting like praise per se, just merely just a... Acknowledgement? Just yeah, some sort just... of recognition that I received the picture. That, that is exactly what that's I was That's fair. Uh, hey, and I can see why you'd be upset. Uh... <laughs> not upset, honestly, just confused. Just, oh, yeah. But <laughs> now I now I set you down this path of like, did I offend him in some way? No, 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 not anger. Not ah, oh, tremendous. <laughs> See, like that's kind of what I was expecting. Ah, oh, it's so good. There's something, there's something so perfect about your lack of effort in the costume every year. That is also like it's so funny because if you think about the, if you look at you. Right in your costume, you could be like he either spent two minutes or two weeks on this, <laughs> and I don't know which one is the correct answer. <laughs> so I, this I will say. So well, no one can see this picture. Right? They're just hearing us talk. Sure, I was Ace Ventura. You were. Um, so it's the hands on the hips that gives it away. <laughs> that well, it's the unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt over a white shirt with. The hands on the hips, spreading the Hawaiian shirt open. Right. And the hair. That's right. That makes it Ace Ventura because the Hawaiian shirt isn't the quote unquote correct one, and I don't own red and black pinstripe pants. So fair. Um, and also the awkward face I made because we took a couple of different pictures, and I was like, "No, I got to do. I can't really do That's the, so good. I can't do the face yeah. that he does. So I just did an awkward version of me baring my teeth like." Uh. The thing is, the picture doesn't do the hair justice. You kind of have to see it. In real More life. effort went into this two-minute costume than the movie that we watched for this week. <laughs> yeah, so... Sorry, well, that's not a, true. Anne Hathaway put some effort in. That, yeah. Misguided. So, <laughs> no, but it was there. <laughs> so, the thing was, for weeks, and actually, realistically, for years, my sister has wanted me to be ace when he's infiltrating the psychiatric hospital. Okay. Yeah, with the tutu, with the uh, yeah, the tutu. Yeah, and I was like, I just don't think I can do all of that. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. It, the white t-shirt, combat boots, pink tutu, too much. And the hair. And the oh, sorry, you did the hair. <laughs> well, I meant the hair from that scene. And oh, the tutu, and the pink tutu. And fair. It's just too much. Okay. And so I was like. Although I said I've always thought it was really funny in the scene from the second one when there's the whole white devil thing and then mm-hmm. the guy does his hair into the devil horns. I was like, that would be funny. And she was a little bit pissy about that. And I was like, whatever. I was like, okay, like I will do Ace Ventura, but like regular Ace Ventura or the white devil Ace Ventura. 
She's like, we could probably do with your hair the regular Ace Ventura. I said, if you can do it, I'll be Ace Ventura. Nice. So it's not the minimalistic effort that many of the other costumes I've done was. The thought process behind it was pretty slim. But it did take her about an hour to do my hair. Fair enough. Okay. And unfortunately, because she's several inches shorter than me, that picture doesn't really do it justice. The hair swoop was pretty impressive. Nice. Nice. I will say... This is great. The costume makes me very happy. Uh, your best costume is the Brawny Man. It's also the laziest costume I've ever it's, seen. Uh, that is part of the reason why. It's, it's the, the fact that you went, how- hold on, went upstairs, came downstairs, only difference, paper towel roll. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. There was a, what other subtle difference? Oh, flannel shirt? The flannel shirt. <laughs> I showed up in jeans and a black t-shirt, walked upstairs, put the flannel shirt on, opened a roll of paper towel, <laughs> and walked back downstairs. Uh, Which your sister used as a pillow. That's right. While she was just as another Jim Carrey character. That's right. I, uh, yeah, that's That, that's that was fantastic. by far the cleverest and also laziest character I've ever Gone for Halloween. It was so bad that it was good. It's <sighs> fantastic. I really do like it. I, uh, man, it, it definitely made me think like, oh, I've never thought to dip into the 90s for characters that I adore to be for Halloween. I should do it. I, should I just figured it. my hair is so long that I could do Oh, 100%. Like, it required so much work, so much product. And five bobby pins, but she was able to do a pretty decent facsimile. Yeah. Uh, can we also just respect the ridiculousness that was his hair in those movies and that it never moved? Yes. Oh, also underrated part of the hair. Well, so I assure you, my hair did not move either. So I'm sure that they even did a better and more like professional job of it. And it probably took them just as long or longer. Mm. And his hair was just as not moving in it. But underrated part of that character, at least in the first one, if not, if I don't 100% sure know if they replicated it in the second one, there's a flip in the back of the hair as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first time that I haven't regretted not getting that part of my hair, very long hair now. Because she had it out and curled in the back. <laughs> Fantastic. Ah, so good. Well done, sir. Well done. And good job, G. Proud of you. Jeez. Uh, this. All right, so... Going back to this hellhole of a movie. Yeah, I was trying uh, to give us content that wasn't us just shitting on this movie. I appreciate it. Uh, but back to shitting on this movie. Uh, <laughs> of the overacting scenes, there is a worst one. Okay. It is when she says garlic. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is like where you get to like the cinephobe. She was acting her ass off so much that she was subtracting ass from other That's <laughs> Because that's like the scale they talk about. There's acting your ass off. There's this person has negative ass. Or this person has two asses because the acting is so Mm -hmm. Or lacking lacking in effort, I guess. Because it's more, acting their ass off is more of a testament to the effort than the skill. Mm -hmm. Because you can have extra ass if you're mailing it in so bad. And... She wasn't mailing it in. She's trying way too hard. She is acting her ass off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to watch that scene. Most of 
most, most of those of her scenes are hard. Extended to... scenes are. Yeah. Anytime she's monologuing or whatever, a couple of times where she's interacting with another person, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Anytime she's monologuing, which is like most of the time she's on screen, it's way too much. Agree. Oh man, I'm just tired thinking about it. <laughs> um. Okay, so we know our plan as witches uh, is to eradicate children from the. Uh, I would, if I were to, if I were to do my best impression, it would probably be from the world, right? That seems. Ugh. Uh. Right. And uh, via via poisoning each of them individually with to become mouses, so they can stop them. Mice. No mouses. Mouse. <laughs> You broke me for a second there. Meese. You miserable <laughs> Meeses. Uh, yeah, so they could stop them. That, yeah, oh, I, I think that might be the, maybe the best part of the plan is that not the only. Worst. It's the worst. It's the poor, the worst. we want to turn you into a mouse so that we could stomp on you. Yeah, not create like a, a mouse army. Like an yeah. army of mouse slaves or like, you know, whatever. Nope. Just, you're more easy to for us to physically stomp you with our feet. Which, by the way. She blasted the ever-loving shit out of another witch with her laser fingers. Right. But nope, let's poison them, poison the children, stop them with our feet physically. Wouldn't it be easier to just put arsenic in the chocolate? Or you know what? Blast them with your laser fingers. Or, bla- or use your laser finger. I- I'm, I'm Laser finger. To- oh, here, question. It, listen, Serious if question. If we decided we need a final solution for all children, mm. laser fingers feels like the way to go. It does. Arsenic? It does. Palpatine fine. would agree. Yeah, like, listen. Arsenic, fine. Laser fingers? Palpatine Better. approved. Blast the children. Right. Question. Of her three fingers, <laughs> where, <laughs> where were the... La- okay. I get the idea, like, okay, they wear gloves, right? They wear gloves because they have claws. That's what they said, right? The gloves... Five appendages. Well, it would be weird if you were wearing gloves to hide your three fingers and you were wearing three-fingered gloves. It sure would. But that doesn't explain why the other fingers work when the gloves are on. Well, magic, I assume. They're witches. Though, honestly, outside of finger lasers, magic was in short supply. She could fly, though. She could. When the plot demanded it. Just generally speaking, Magic Actually, hang on. I take that back. Not when the plot demanded it. Just randomly. Just when she decided to show off that one time. Yeah. I would also... Uh, we've brought this up numerous times on the shows, but what are the rules? Right? So when she's... When her arms are contorting through the air vents, and instead of just growing, they're breaking over and over again, is what it's it seems both. like. It's very odd. But then, even though, even though her 16 elbows snap their way through the air vent. I got big Once, vibes during that scene. Yes, sure. Once her fingers hit the fan, though, she falls to pieces. Literally. Yeah, why? What are the rules? Fans. Fans. They'll get you. They'll get you. I just didn't understand the whole like, are they witches or are they not? Because we really didn't see much magic outside of those two like couple of things, right? No, they're her witches. Fingers, she flies. She's the Grand High Witch. They're witches. No, just we didn't really see much witch stuff. We didn't see much magic outside of those sure. specific things in that one sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I would think they'd have spells to like enchant the children. They didn't come, they children. Yes, I was thinking exactly that. They didn't even. Uh, th- there were no brooms. To a land. <laughs> <laughs> there were no brooms. There's no, there's no cauldron. There were potions, though. They weren't eating them. They weren't sucking their life force. But you know what? Fine. We just want to exterminate the children. Okay. Individually poisoning them, not to death, but to mousehood. To the pain. <laughs> to the pain. So that we could physically stomp you with our Yeah, joke's on you. You turn them into mice, they don't even care. They're like, we're going to live out our sweet mouse life for the next three years. And they don't even care. You know what's great about being a mouse? Roller coasters. Hero Boy was perfectly fine with dying in three years. I'm fairly certain that Bruno would not be so chill. I mean, he almost died repeatedly due to cheese. That's fair. Mousetrap. That's fair. Uh, Ah, Bruno. You poor bastard. Uh, Hey, here's another scene that made me uncomfortable. Bruno was very aggressive about the chocolate that he was not receiving. And I did not like it. (laughs) You know what? It was the only time that the the witches were sympathetic. Like, you know what? Fuck this kid. But also... What a random set of circumstances that set him on that path. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, oh, man. I think we need to get out of here. Do you? Have, <laughs> do you have, this movie is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, we still haven't talked about much of it, but it's because there's not much to say. Like, there really isn't. What, um, like, what are we going to talk about? The long, protracted situation in which she's announcing her plan and also flying occasionally and also blessing a witch with her laser fingers and also. Right. Luring a child and feeding him chocolate that's tainted, and also he turns into a mouse, and then also force feeding and ear raping another child. Yeah, that that was a great mouse, and also a reveal of a third mouse being a human. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. All those things happen in the same scene. You know what? That whole ten, twelve, whatever minute sequence is like eighty percent of the content. That entire thing. I want you to know. I I hope. I hope. I hope you picked up on this. I know you were a little bit distracted. I hope you picked up that the entire reason to introduce the other mouse and to make sure that there were three of them was so that they could do that one split second, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil joke. And we didn't even get a three blind mice. No, no, we just, we, which would have probably been better than the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, which is also on the cover art of the picture of the box. See, I didn't see that. And also I was definitely distracted in that moment. It's totally fine. Uh, You could have been doing nothing. And you would have been spending your time in a more wise manner. Uh, I kind of was. I didn't even accomplish all the things I would have liked to last night. So, I would also like to point out uh, Joker lips. Like, Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time, too. Once she fully opens her mouth and everything, it was like, she's doing Joker via, like, by way of it. Right, but they, they were like, oh, we put on this caked up makeup. Like, the makeup doesn't conceal shit. They specifically said that phrase at least one time in the movie, right? They all wear cake down makeup. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, I came across this earlier today when I was putting some notes together. I wanted to do a quick peek, see if there was any news that I could add to our news and nuggets portion of the show. And I came out on this thing from, uh, what is this from? The Hollywood Reporter. Warner Brothers issues apology after the witches faces backlash from disability community. Uh, it turns out that this whole thing is centered around the uh, the way that they depicted their hands and their feet. Missing appendages really? is, what, is what it seemed like. Um, that being said, 
I would argue that uh, I think everyone could be pretty much insulted and upset by this movie, just <laughs> writ large. Like, there's no. <laughs> it was. It was not. Like, I don't. I. I guess like if you if you think about it like maybe it was a little um, poor taste the way that it's like if the depiction right because like the hands it looks like a hand missing fingers it doesn't look like a claw which is what they said it was which was weird the feet were literally just feet with one toe like and it wasn't that it was like a one foot one toe foot it was that it was a foot that was shaped like a normal foot missing toes yes and I understand like that's the that that's where that's coming from, but I was just like, uh, yeah, hundred percent. You're upset. It's upsetting. I apologize. Like they apo- They are apologizing. I'm not apologizing. I have nothing to do with this. They're apologizing for that, but I feel like we all deserve an apology. <laughs> yeah, the hand and foot thing actually doesn't really make a lot of sense to me because she's playing a supernatural character, mm-hmm. and it just is what it is. And also, I think it was super easy for them to just stick blue screen green screen, whatever shit, under their hands. Because it's very obvious that they didn't CGI the whole hands. It's, she has her thumb, her index finger, and her pinky. And yeah. there's just some sort She's of She's straight up at a rock concert. That's that's the claw. Yeah, there's just something covering those two, so it just looks like she's holding her hand. like. But they do elongate the fingers and toe to make it look like something yeah, different. Yeah, I guess that was true, too. But, anyway. Uh, this movie's real bad. Yeah. Um, three might be generous now. Yeah, I just at times I find myself order like like coming up with like a, a score, and I'm like, is this too much? Is this not enough? Mm-hmm. Am I being too harsh? Am I being too generous? And also, I don't care that much. Right, right. Neither do I. <laughs> I mean, like, like don't get me wrong. I'd like to to be as accurate as I can be, but it's like when it's that bad, I just don't care. Anymore. It's yeah, it's tough. It's it's. Uh... I'm sorry to put you through this, is really what it comes down to. <laughs> well, uh, this is, it wasn't like you did it as a premeditated situation, right? Sure. It's not like I watched it first and then suggested it. That would have been cruel. That's like borderline sociopathic behavior. Like, Which I. Is like, I <laughs> unless it's bad movie. Now. Sure. Sure. But going in knowing and luring someone in is a. They're entirely different situations. <laughs> yeah. All right, Al. Shall we get out of here? Sure. Well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in the Six at thespintune.com or tweet us at thespintune. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bielsi. Thanks for coming out. Man to watch. <laughs> You've been waiting to do that since it's we started. Back, baby. <laughs> I uh well I, I know we'll probably keep this one a little bit shorter. I, I, I see you dozing. I was gonna say predominantly because I'm falling asleep. You're falling asleep on me. Uh blue. These nine o'clock starts are not easy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh that being said, diving right in. I watched the first <laughs> Here comes baby Yoda. I watched the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian, and roughly every 10 to 15 minutes, I went, I'm having so much fun. (laughs) Out loud, by myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's just, 
it's a it's a show where it's it, there it's one-off episodes that are self-contained storylines. Although, from what I understand, mm-hmm. that's not going to continue in perpetuity. I I think that they said in the between of like last season and like them announcing the season and talking about it, doing like the promo stuff that they're going to do a little bit more overarching story in this season. We'll see. And they didn't I'm, in this I, episode, and it's entirely possible they don't hold themselves to that exactly, but it seemed like they were planning more connective tissue. Right. Well, they could, they could still incorporate more than nothing, which is what this was, but still have the same feel of just like a one-off, like you could just put on an episode. That's what it's I love like, about it's it. Like it's 1%. like 1%. Hey, I, I need to find someone who could point me in the direction of Jedi. Well, the best chance I have is let's find some other that's right that's right he didn't succeed but he did intend to find yeah and it it, well it's fine we're in manda watch now uh and also like honestly i don't really think anything's just getting spoiled for you uh maybe maybe as we get closer uh, maybe when we discuss the final scene of the of the show of the episode let's just just be fair and say it spoiler alert for last week's episode sure by the time this airs oh that's right it'll be the new it'll be episode two that's right that's right uh I uh first off uh the the marshal Timothy Oliphant um are you talking about Marshal Raylan Givens? I mean Marshal Dick Duffy Wickbear. I mean Marshal Cobb Vanth. The <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> he I think he I think he really likes being an actor. I think he really likes being marshals. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get that from my uh my intro oh, to the Timothy Olivon character. I so like what's funny to me is like uh, well, they 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 were te- they teased it the whole the whole show right the along the way like even more teases came up after things were resolved where it was like I'm looking for a Mandalorian go to Tatooine I hear there was one there a while ago and you're like oh shit I'm like are we gonna do this are we gonna do this and then and then like and then you see boba fett armor on a human being who's clearly not boba fett well yeah well i like the first scene of it where you turn towards the door and you see the little antenna and you go oh we're we're doing this and my and then immediate you see the coloration in the helmet well i would say like my immediate reaction to it was like oh this is cool somebody got his armor which is i'm sure puked up from some sarlacc pit or something well, what happened was you see the armor it's all scored up right and it's yeah. like that body doesn't fit the armor, so obviously it's not Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And then he starts speaking, and it doesn't mask nearly as well as Pedro Pascal's voice masks in Din Djarin's armor, right? Like, yeah. it's like, oh, that's clearly Timothy Oliphant's voice. Yeah. And then the, uh, I, I think one of the, they, <laughs> him taking his helmet off, and the Mandalorian doing like a what 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 <laughs> was that, was that really was stupid. Like, oh wait wait wait! You can't be a Mandalorian not because of who you are in your armor, but because sure. you took your helmet. That's right. It's over. It's game over. Uh, it was a cool story though that they're like. I wasn't expecting them to take like the ten minutes to do the backstory or five minutes. It wasn't even ten minutes. A little bit Basil expositiony, but. I kind of liked it, especially also in with the, first the Iron Man homage to the missile blowing up the tank. <laughs> yes, and him wandering through the desert. Yeah, really, really but, fun. Like, I kind of dug it as both. It feels like he's gonna have to come back in the show, right? Like, because you don't get sure. that amount of backstory. Like, not that it was like, 
a ton, ton, but it's like, we got a whole montage of him existing. But at the same time, like, it seems like he might come back, but at the same time, I'd be totally on board with this concept of, like, somebody coming in that is a known face that can chew up the scenery a bit, and then that be it. That I mean, that's been true of the show. It's been true of other shows, but also it's been not true of this show with some of the characters who have popped up been around for a one-off and then they come back mm-hmm. and i imagine i mean listen we already know that grief and kara are going to come back right we know that we'll get to see more of them they'll likely be in multiple episodes why wouldn't he join their little coterie of misfit toys here yeah 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 we'll see but uh i also a couple of other fun things so uh Specifically, uh, I, was this the first time we saw a Womp Rat? <laughs> did we see a Womp Rat? Oh, yeah, we did. They were like little pig rats. Oh, I don't even remember They were running around. I think it might have been the first time we've seen them on screen or like in a live action context. Uh, I love the, uh, w- w- you know, we're going all in with the nostalgia. We've got some Tuscan Raiders. We've got those giant, what are they, Banthas? Yes. Uh which it, I never realized that they had like a human style face before uh, until one of them was close up, and it really was well, upsetting. Well, I'll call it a primate face. Sure, sure, uh, very upsetting. Uh, <laughs> but the definitely uh, not an ovine face, considering they are cow like. I think one of my favorite scenes has to be Mando speaking in the Tuscan Raider yell cry I'm a, li- I'm a little confused because do they speak or do they use sign language because they, it feels like they use both they use sign language and they yell yeah i just feel like it should be one or the other it should either be the grunting or sure. it should be the sign language sure. the, the two in conjunction is a little odd oh no well well the grunting is when you have to get, you know when you have to kick it up a notch but it feels like the grunting isn't just grunting it feels like the grunting means specific things maybe they seem more like battle cries but i'm not i'm not sure but, well, uh, that, just that in the context fun. of him doing the hand motions, he seems to be grunting in a cadence. So Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's a punctuation situation. Sure, it's possible. But uh, what was the, the crate dragon? Yes. All right, we got a crate dragon. That was really sweet. Uh, and well, then just like this epic battle against the dragon monster. That was so yeah. much fun. Well, that was the first real indication, which we expected, which we were kind of told was coming. The budget is bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were they went all out with it. I mean, we saw flying, we saw shooting, we saw all sorts of action sequences. We saw this big fucking crate dragon. We saw the set peach peach sorry set piece battle between the people and the crate dragon. It wasn't quite up to cinematic Star Wars levels, but as far as TV shows, it was pretty solid. Like oh, it was awesome. not quite late stage Game of Thrones, but it was pretty damn big it's pretty damn solid like between the combination of practical cgi and just like the general scope of the scene the show is just downright entertaining yes i love it i also love that like there are certain things that uh get me in like a holiday spirit like a holiday mood Um, star wars holiday special sure (laughs) <laughs> it's mostly things that I've it's it's funny because that most of these things that I'm talking about they're like the ones that like make me like really feel like Christmas is here or coming but they're not Christmas things they're just there are things that that happened around the holidays at some point 
that I've linked to that time of year. And uh, The Mandalorian is now becoming that because I'm sitting there and I was watching and I was feeling like kind of like that, like Thanksgiving vibes, Christmas vibes, because that was I, I last time I was watching what I think it was the finale or the second to last episode. I had was I was eating some fresh uh, chestnuts that I had roasted. I was saying it, it's wild to think it's been a whole year. Yeah. Because the so, past year has both been the fastest and the slowest year at the same time. So I, I just love that because like not only do I already enjoy it and love it, but it also has that. Like I love things that make me feel that way about like like the the holidays are here and like that holiday vibe. I love that. And that's and this gets to do that as well is pretty fantastic. Uh other random things. I will I will try to to note the other ones as they come across uh my mind, but one in particular that has always stood out to me, very odd one, is the album Toxicity by System of a Down, which I received for Christmas one year and played a lot. And it is now like a Christmas album for me. <laughs> I listen to it at least once a year around the, around Christmas time. That was not what I was expecting. I, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> but toxicity. Toxicity of city. and Mando. Of the city. Of the city. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was a fun episode overall. Yeah. We had some good stuff. We got some, some big moments. We got some small character moments. We got the return of Amy Sedaris, just yep. generally doing her shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe the best scene, like uh, we can't, you can't go an episode of the Mandalorian without just an adorable Yoda scene, right? Or child scene. Was it, was it his ears flapping in the breeze? It was 100% his ears flapping in the breeze with his stupid grin on his face <laughs> as they're flying. Oh, also, half a pod racer as a speeder? I'll take it. Specifically, Anakin's pod. That Right? That was Anakin's pod. Okay, cool. So we're on the same page there. Yes. <laughs> also, though, we got some subtle character work because mm-hmm. he shows up and it's, no, 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 the droids can't come around. He goes, actually. They're fine. Bring it's on just growing as a person. Din Djarin growing up before our very eyes. Oh, man. Forget about Baby Yoda. Forget about the child. Din Djarin <laughs> growing up before our eyes. Yeah. Um, in closing, on this one, I will say, if you haven't seen it already, do yourself a favor. Go watch the Honest trailer for The Mandalorian. Because it... Oh, I knew I forgot something. I didn't get to watch nails. it. It does, a, it does such a tremendous job. I was going to say, in closing, that last scene, though. Which is a callback to Rogue One. Oh, wait, I can't. Yeah, we didn't even do that. Uh, callback to Rogue One. That last scene, though. Why was it a callback to Rogue One? No, just specifically the phrase that last scene, though. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I feel like uh, I was like curious like what uh, what people were saying about it after the fact. And there was like, there seemed to be a lot of speculation and not a lot of people's feeling definitively that that was somebody. And I guess like, I guess that's fair because they didn't say who it was. Well, I'll tell you definitively it's Tamara Morrison. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but what does it mean, Al? Well, I'm glad you asked that because I have something to read to you. Okay. This is on The Ringer. It was from Ben Lindbergh. I believe it was the recap of episode one of season two. I'm going to read a few paragraphs here. Wait, the title of that article, I'm pretty sure, is something... What is the... Something about redacted is in the title. Like, it says redacted. Is that the same yes. article? Okay. 
Did you read that one? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I just okay. came across it. Yes. So this is a paragraph. I don't know. Let's call it roughly a middle two thirds of the way through this article. Well, almost at the end of this episode. Look, we could talk about Oliphant stealing Baby Yoda's screen time. We could reflect on how much more powerful Mendo has grown. In chapter two, he had to repel up the side of a sandcrawler, or as he called it, a, quote, crawling fortress, and got bodied by Jawas in a mudhorn, after which his armor fell apart. In chapter nine, he has a jetpack and takes out a crate dragon without sustaining a scratch. We could also discuss the latest indications of Mando's emotional and moral maturation. In contrast to his actions on his last ship to Tatooine, he allows, Me- he, he allows Pelimato's pit droids to service the Razor Crest, reflecting the fact that he that his feelings toward droids have thawed. Watching a droid sacrifice itself to save him, as IG-11 did in Season 1 finale, went a long way toward undoing the damage of watching a different droid kill his parents. But none of those things will be the big takeaway from this week. That came at the very end. Just like last year, The Mandalorian saved a character reveal for the final seconds of its season premiere. As Mando sped back to most Eisley, a cloaked figure with weapons strapped to his back watched him from afar. When the man turned around, we had a glimpse of a familiar face. Tamara Morrison, who played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones, and Commander Cody in Revenge of the Sith. One interpretation is that this is Boba Fett. As I write this, the Wikipedia entry on Fett has been updated to feature a screenshot of Morrison's face from, quote, quote the Marshal. Sorry, it's an episode title. But <laughs> we can't rule out other possibilities yet. Morrison is the hero with many more than a thousand faces. He could be playing Fett, but he could also be playing Cody, Captain Rex from the Clone Wars and Rebels, or any other surviving ex-Republic soldier clone mm-hmm. from Django's genes. The best argument against Morrison's character being Boba is based on age. Although the rank and file Django clones decanted on Kamino were altered to age rapidly in order to kill Separatists sooner, Boba was an unadulterated clone, one of a kind, commissioned by Django as part of his price for donating his DNA. In Attack of the Clones, Kamino and Prime Minister Lama Su tells Obi-Wan that Boba was, quote, a pure genetic replication with no tampering with the structure to make it more docile and no growth acceleration. Bobo was born 32 years before the Battle of Yavin, and the Mandalorian takes place roughly nine years after the Battle of Yavin, which would make Fett 41. Morrison's 59. Of course, it still could be Boba. Mm. Maybe the Tatooine climate or a trip through the Sarlacc's digestive system took its, troll, sorry, took its toll on his appearance. If he did survive the Sarlacc, how did the Jawas end up with his armor? Why is he still on Tatooine? And what purpose does he serve in the story? We can come up with answers to any of these questions. Maybe Boba's just another bounty hunter tracking Mando and the child. But considering that Rex and Cody survived the Clone Wars, that Rex played a prominent role in Filoni's animated shows, and that Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan Cries, among other Filoni character creations, are rumored to be making live-action leaps this season, one of the ex-clones would be a natural conduit between Mando and the Jedi. That may well have been Boba, but I wouldn't be shocked if the juxtaposition of Fett's armor and the cameo from Morrison turns out to be a clever red herring. Mm. Then again, Lucasfilm filed for a new trademark on Boba books and merch last week, which may not be a coincidence. Interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I understand. The concept of red herring is fine. The idea that they tease this character at the very, very, very end after revealing the armor and making you draw assumptions about the fate of the character makes it feel like it's more likely that it's Boba Fett. 
I agree. Largely, I am very much open to the fact that it could be other. Oh, sure. It, it, it could be. Um, the age thing is pretty compelling as well. The whole opportunity for the bait and switch in which they're so obviously showing those two things. Like they said, that juxtaposition of showing the armor and having someone else show up. Mm-hmm. That is one further. Um, Katie Sackoff is, I don't a hundred percent remember if she's confirmed or not to be in the season. She's going to be playing Bo-Katan. She was Bo-Katan's voice in the animated shows. So having that character allows and opens up the opportunity for other versions of that. Same thing with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Since Ahsoka obviously has relationships with Rex and Cody. Anyone who's seen the end of the revival of the Clone Wars knows that she leaves with Rex at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I think it's best for Star Wars to leave Boba dead. <laughs> we have canonically left him dead for quite some time now. I know that he showed up alive and he was returned and there was soul sorts of stories and adventures for him sure. in the universe beforehand. But after all has been said and done and they deactivated all those things, it never made any sense for him to be alive. Mm-hmm. He was never... The, the old expression for quite some time now has been... He was never nearly as interesting a character as he was cool to look at. Right. Right. I did appreciate that the way that it all resolved was his jetpack getting malfunctioned again by someone striking it and him disappearing and then showing up again. I feel like the uh, the idea of the Sarlacc pit not being able to digest the armor and having to puke it out into some fashion actually... It's pretty cool as far as the lore that they're establishing with like how strong it is, like the Beskar Steel is. So like that's like that's a cool uh, that would be a cool concept. I don't I don't personally care one way or another one way or another who it is. I just think it would I I'm totally fine if it is him. Um, I think they can whatever they're gonna do is gonna probably be fun to watch. That being said, any of those other characters, um, did they have like 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 any of those other characters that that actor would have portrayed like did they did any of them have a giant scar across their face not that i recall okay but there's years obviously between our appearances of them mhm i mean rex is in rebels right. and technically he existed across the original trilogy i know it's never been 150% confirmed as fact, but there's that old guy who's in Return of the Jedi who there's been a lot of fun from people who've been involved in Star Wars saying, you know what, that would make sense for him to be Rex. Who? There's, if you remember the strike team on Endor in uh-huh. Return of the Jedi, there's an older guy who's a part of that strike team. Okay. And so there's been, for years now, speculation that that's Rex. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. Well, anyway, I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, we're not going to get any answers within the next couple episodes, I would imagine. No, probably not. I maybe, do maybe appreciate not to the finale potentially. I do appreciate whether or not he is acting as a Tuscan. He is embraced their lifestyle because he has the exact same rifle and like spear on his back. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 this show is just so entertaining. Well, Al, let's check in next week for Mando Watch Part 2. But until then...
We'll catch you later.